exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. Why not smoke the natural herb? Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it ganja. Ruined it? Oh, they're ruined. 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 Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. We are live. Live, I tell you. Live. From Denver. Dave's, Dave's up there somewhere up in the top, hiding away. MTI's right oh. here in the front lines with me, making shit happen. And uh, I still hear Echo. What's going on with that? Is that? Oh, that's our boy. There he is. Mr. Hubbard is listening to us yeah. live. Maybe, uh, yeah. Gonna have to turn that no, down that a little bit. That down the oh, and I was just smoking off of a nice Hubbard glass, which are gonna be our first guest. We have three what? guests Three guests today. Chock-a-block. Chock-a-block. I went from not knowing who the fuck's gonna be on the show 48 hours ago to having way too many people coming on the show. But we have, out the gate, we're gonna have uh, Chris Hubbard, who's been threatening to come on the show for a while, so we figured now is the time. And uh, we're gonna be talking to him at, out of the gate in one minute, and then we're going to have Clayton Hines, uh, who's just going to be an awesome guest. Uh, Clayton is the, the man behind... Hey, Red you mind if I turn this off, eh? Please, uh, please do. What? Can, yeah. you, can you mute, mute him, your phone? Mute him from this <laughs> side. You can do it. You can mute from this yes, side. Yes, sir. Mute him. He'll be hard. Uh, yeah, sure. You need Chris, can you mute yours for a second? Just mute your phone. Oh, there we go. Just for a sec. There you go. There we go. Perfect. So anyway, we've got Clayton on coming on. And Clayton, like I said, the guy behind Renegade Hardware. I know a lot of the listeners are not drum and bass people, but I know a few listeners that are 100% drum and bass people. And those guys are like, what? Clayton? And Clayton is one of the most infamous characters in the drum and bass world. He started another label, which we'll talk all about before that, Trouble on Vinyl, then started Renegade Hardware. And... Everybody who's like anybody in the in the industry, as far as like you know, Chase and Status, uh, Pendulum, all these big names, Friction, they all worked with uh, Clayton, and I worked with Clayton back in the day when I was doing parties, and I saw that he wanted to do a podcast. He was talking to he, people were kind of goating him that he should do his own podcast, and I think he should hundred percent. So I thought, let's get him on the show, fucking burst his cherry. He'll be a podcaster by the end of the show, I guarantee you. <laughs> He'll be a podcaster. That's what everybody does. I know. They come on our show, and then they, start they, they, they have fun, yeah. and next week they announce their new podcast. Which is great. I love that. And that's, yeah. that's the way it should be. The more the better. So uh, the better. we're going to have Clayton on for the second part of the show. And then I guess it would be the third part. We're having uh, Shadi Rami, who has written a book. She's a, she's a myco-chef, which uh, MTI had to look it up, and he couldn't find it because it's a mystery, which... Uh, Take the words Myco, which is mushroom and chef, and put them together, and you have yourself a, a an awesome uh, chef, a mushroom chef. And but but she's written a book about cannabis uh, called Hemp Can Save the World, which we all know that already. So part of that is uh, we're going to talk to her though about this cookbook and. Uh, also, just all the different ventures that she's got involved in that are all uh, super positive, which is what we need now in this day and age. So uh, let's start with our buddy, Mr. Hubbard, down there. Mr. Hubbard. Hey! 
You're allowed, hey, brother. allowed to speak. Hey. Unmute him. Hey, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, hey, how's it going? Great, great. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not the most uh, computer uh, literate person here, so uh, you'll have to forgive me if I'm like trying to, hey, like do this. Nah, video don't worry. With this, my phone. You and... can't fuck up on this show. It's impossible because we've already done it. We've done all the fucking up for you before. Beforehand. I've set the bar really low, so don't worry about it. Her. Perfect. So, uh, so thank you. We, so I've been, thanks for this piece. I've been, I, ah. I have been greedishly smoking it all by myself. Like he's got, oh, you have your own anyway. You're good to go, Dave. Yeah, but, but I haven't I been able to smoke out of mine yet. What? Come on. Oh, well, well I hope you guys have, Dave, uh, Dave came up to me and, uh, you know, I, I could definitely tell that he knew what was up. And uh, and we became friends at the Las Vegas, you know. So um, that's that's where it all began. So where that's you, where this whole like uh, so, relationship started. So. Where, and where are you based out of? Where, where's your spot? Where's your where's your? Uh, Western Massachusetts, uh, Chem Dog, Chem Dog hey, Country, Chem Dog Country, Chem Dog. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and and how long have you been blowing glass for? Uh, since, uh, 1990, is like when I made my first pipe. Um, I, I definitely, I, I, I never thought it would be like a career, you know, like I, I, it was a, it was a, a series of unfortunate events that led my hobby to become a career. Um, you know, so, so back in 1997, um, so I grew up with, uh, you know, so Jerry Kelly, who's like one of the, the founding sort of forefathers of our glass blowing industry. Mm -hmm. I grew up with his little sister. Um, and, uh, oh, hello? Oh, we got to turn who, off uh, Clayton's. Clayton, can you, can you, can you mute yours for Clayton, a moment, Clayton? Your phone. Just for the second. So they wouldn't get cross talk. Um, so he'll figure it out. Yep. He's got it. Yeah, so. There you go. Just mute that for a second, so we're not getting the. We'll get. You. I'm sorry, dude. I, I can wait. Thank you. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. We got your, your, your. It's your. It's your. We're, we're, listen, we have, we're, we have like 47 interns, but for some reason we let them go an hour before the show starts every Friday. So there's usually nobody here but Mark, and they're on. Don't sweat it. Whatever that means. <laughs> anyway, Dave. <laughs> so, um, so '97 and uh, what was the guy's name that you were saying? What was the who's the big uh, guy? So, yeah. So, so, so Jerry Kelly. Jerry he's, Kelly. he's one of the uh, he's one of the original like uh, sort of Millie Millie Fiore like mm -hmm. the image guys. If you if you have a pipe that has like a you know like a Bart Simpson image or a Homer Simpson or mm -hmm. you know a lot of those stuff, uh, chances are he was he was either the guy that made it or he or he taught one of the guys that made it. You know. Sure. Um, and, and Millie and, uh, and Millie work is like above and beyond any. I mean, that's like the top top echelon yeah. shit where you're just like, how the fuck did even ah, your brain? Dude, it's it's amazing. Brain, it's it's so it's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. And and so I was actually fortunate uh, enough to grow. I grew up with this little sister, basically. Um. And so I would always hear these uh, famous like stories of him being out on tour. You know, like hanging out with Dad and company. And you know what? You know and and Bob Snodgrass and, and all this cool stuff in, in the, in, in, so I, like, I made my first pipe in 1997, uh, because his, his sister would make, uh, spoon pipes, like either wrap and rake or take some filigree and fume and stuff. Um, and she would make pipes while he was out on tour and then he would come back and collect all and, and, 
it's and, like, you know, it's, and, it's the and classic so, it's the classic glass blower <laughs> combination right the chick does the killer wraps and then you get the or the bags or making the bags back in the day or the the patchwork pants right dave the patchwork pants dave's excited when i say more to it <laughs> there's a little bit more because because we're we're western mass chem family okay so we're we're all chem dog crew up in here um and and when when jerry would leave out on tour okay uh his dad jerry jerry's father uh rest in peace um you know he, he's a veteran and all that but rest rest in peace and his dad uh when jerry would leave he didn't have uh any good good could pot to smoke you know and so um and and i would be there hanging out you know and uh and because i was sort of second generation crew you know like the i was the younger siblings crew so i wasn't allowed to hang out with the the cooler older kids back then you know um and but but because i i, I grew some good pots and then i it was all organic and all that um secret and I secret, the same strains seems to be the secret <laughs> seems to be the secret uh way to get either backstage or the right contacts or you know it's always been i think that was my motivation as a grower Blade. back in the day was like well that that's doesn't work in Holland. That was the funny part. In Holland, well, you're never gonna get laid organic. for a week. <laughs> if it's organic and it's chem family, yeah. well, you know, then then you might have a shoe in. You know. Oh no, the states all day. I, that was actually a running joke to me. I was like, man, you guys could actually get laid over weed. Like here in Holland, I just think they, <laughs> chicks would look at you and go, weed. Ugh. ugh. Like that was not cool at all. It was the opposite. Um, so. Uh, and as far as I guess, I mean, obviously, by looking at the work that you're doing now, you you're, you you stayed you you stayed the course and kind of uh, worked your way from '97 till now. Um, what was your so? Is this your own studio that you're in right now, or is this a? Are you working with group yep. people or? Yep, yep. So uh, so it's it's my studio. Um, I I own the shop, and um, I have a couple of uh, you know I have a couple of really like high profile artists that work with me. Um, but I definitely. I definitely came came back to Western Mass uh, to where my roots are, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and I have I, I just because I have a lot of family, a lot of connections. Uh, my my parents are from here, you know. Um, I, I spent the last sort of ten years out in Oregon, um, and in honestly, I I love Oregon. I love the West Coast. Um, everything. I mean, obviously the fires. I, you know, fuck that sucks. We um, the fires. <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, I, I no. probably would still be out there. Um, but you know, but my family's, uh, my, my parents are becoming sort of senior and, and, you know, there's pretty harsh winters. So I wanted to come back and, and I just, I just had my first uh, child, my, my parents' first grandbaby. Um, so, you know, exactly. and, and so I, I kind of came home to sort of, mm -hmm. sort of just be closer to the home, you know? Well, the thing is, I mean, also as a glassblower, Oregon is like, you know, the fucking Mecca really when it comes to just the <laughs> amount of talent that's there. And the amount of dude, it's you know, crazy. There's so the, many good glass The history, the history, and the talent, and the whole vibe of the place. So I'm sure, as an artist, you just, you know, it's it's like you you, it'd be crazy not to go there and and sort of absorb that, you know. It it was honestly it was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, just to you know, uh, just to be able to be around so many talented people, um, you know, and and I and I. For, for, for posterity's sake, I won't get into the politics of being the out of towner mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in in a, in a whole community of insanely skilled 
artist <laughs> um, because, ah, because it's like I, a, I don't... It becomes... I'm sure, that, that, I'm sure that's a motivator, though, too, because you got to prove yourself even harder than the, the, Ex- the local Exactly, people. yeah. And, and, and there's, I'll tell you, there's, there's nothing more than, than putting a foot up your ass and getting, getting, getting your uh, priorities straight mm-hmm. than being engulfed in that kind of community um, where everybody, everybody's like working their ass off to be the best they can be in the community, you know? Um, so, so besides the politics being, being surrounded by so many talented people. And, and you know what, the fact is that even the younger generation are so fucking talented. It's just oh, even those kids, even those damn kids. <laughs> even those damn thought kids. Thought, we were, thought you kept all the kept, uh, kept it all like, no man, you're not going to learn how to make this meal. As as butthurt as I am, I I can't lie, man. Those kids got skills, and so you know what. What are you, you going to do? You're going to get mad at Tesla because he's new, because he's the new kid on the block. But guess what? He's like pushing the forefront of technology. You know, like, oh, I mean, so it's, like, it's the same in everything. It's the same in cannabis. It's the same in, in, in yeah. all of it. You know, it's like it's hard to step aside. <laughs> I mean, once you are that, like when you're young, of course, it's easy to, to you know, just be like hungry, right? And then you get older oh, yeah. and you want to sit back on your laurels and be like, hey, I did the fucking classic. <laughs> it just goes with every industry. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm sure, yep. you know, but yeah. true that, true but, that. But it's amazing too to watch the how much the uh, glasses progress though too, right? It's like, it, but weirdly, en- but weirdly enough though, it's progressed. But then you got like snotty and people like that that just fucking hammered out their same styles and they kind of got their thing. And at the end of the day, their functionality is so superior as far as you know. It doesn't matter if yeah. somebody makes something that's that much you know more amazing as far as just like straight up art you know or whatever because i've seen stuff that just blows your mind it's like tattoo world too it's a lot like that too where you get guys that are old school have their style and if you want their style you get it you don't go to them and say oh can you make this into like i want like an alien coming out of a guy's chest you're like dude the guy doesn't do that he makes fucking like just block fucking that's his thing but he does such a good job at it and with glass you get a lot of that too where you know people who have make especially because it's functional that's the key like with you know yeah. if you have something that's like a bubbler that you never got a drop of water no, in your I, mouth like it's I, clean I, as hell. I just at this last uh, champs tracer when when we spoke last on air mm-hmm. um i had a, a high-end collector who who asked me to if, if i could make him an alien exactly what you said <laughs> an alien coming out of me <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> literally exactly what you asked me yeah and I told him, I said, you know what? Um, I'm not that guy. Is it up? You know, I I can. There's a there's a little bit of sculptural stuff that's that that I can do. Right. Um, I know a little bit of the the science and the art behind it, but it's not my it's not my area of expertise. And I said, there's a lot of other guys. You know, like you can you can talk to like Ghost makes amazing aliens. You know, sure. and you could you could commission a piece between me and him. And we can work together, but you can't ask me to make what he specializes yeah. in, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and so, and then, like part part of actually, so so part of actually why I wanted to talk to you guys about my new um, my Patreon. Go. What a, my, what a, this guy's professional. Segway I thought you were. Hover. I thought you said you were not sorry, not sorry, savvy. Not, you're, no, you're you're on point. I, I didn't even have to do a it. Shameless self promotion. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> we got 19 minutes. Um, we got 19 minutes left. So let's nail this thing. Boom, and then. Yeah. So, so a little bit about that is that literally what we do in glass blowing is it is a science. It's called scientific glass for a fucking reason, man. Right. I mean, it's literally it's the borosilicate. It's 
they they've written books about this shit. It's you can go to the Reikow Library at the Corning Museum of Glass. It's like a hermetically sealed. It's like more gangster than walking into the fucking like a bank, dude. Like they they have like a hermetically sealed glass vaulted doors with air chambers so they don't ruin the pages of the history of what we do. Okay, and and. Literally, borosilicate is a scientific glass. Okay, mm-hmm. so soft glass, which is not what we do in right. in the pipe world, yeah. you know, it's what Dale Julian all that stuff does. They they can get away with um, and that's you know, like, and, that, and that's like angle. and that's like sticking it in the thing and pulling it the, out the, and the blowing six, the yeah. six foot uh, yeah. blow, classic you know steel blow pipes yeah. and classic soft classic it's, glass blowing exactly and you're more torch yeah, work you guys a, are all torch a coe or a coefficient of expansion which is the scientific term for the thermal dynamics of of the heat at which it you know uh, the the material expands and cools etc anyways yep. i could go in to whatever anyways Let's take the class take the damn class if you want <laughs> yeah don't give it away they gotta, they gotta take yeah, the don't class. give the whole class away bro come on <laughs> but, but, but there, there so it's there's a there's literally there's a science okay mm-hmm. and an art and what what's happening right now uh, and so i'm actually so i i have i'm sorry i have to talk and like lecture for a minute because i'm really proud i'm really really Go. proud okay so it's a science and an art Right. So and so what we're doing is we're pushing the meat, we're pushing the boundaries of the science based knowledge by using a medium of the art. And so Hen- Henry Grimmett, um, who is the founder of Glass Alchemy, his his son is Thomas, his, his daughter is Jody. So Jody and Thomas from Glass Alchemy, you know, it's like one of the best color companies out there, whatever. Right. There's 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 basically uh, alchemy and North Star. Um, and anyways, the, their their parents have found it, and they're the next generation. Um, and so so uh, Henry gave us a, a speech and a lecture, and he said uh, he said this is the first time ever in the history of an of, of art movements that a movement an art movement can finance itself. And this is never this has never happened. So like if you want to think about like uh, you know like Dadaism or uh, you know Picasso or Dali or all these other type of movements in art, right? The artists they're fucking dead before anybody can make money, right? <laughs> so this has never happened. So only because of cannabis, because of weed, right? And 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 the and the um and the uplifting of prohibition, right? And because of Bob Snodgrass in the 60s and Grateful Dead tour when he accidentally dropped some silver, made a color change in pipe, and was like, holy fuck, that was an accident, dude, and the pipe changes color when you get stoned, you know? Like, this is fucking some shit that has never happened in history where a movement in art can finance itself, okay? Um, And so, for one, that makes me super proud uh, to, to be a part of this, like, I don't give a fuck where I stand or where I go down, where I die, but to be a part of to this movement in history is is something that's never been done before. And and I definitely, uh, you know, for better or for worse, I, I definitely am extremely proud. Uh, and so and so, so like I said, I could go down this fucking rabbit hole for days, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, you did great. Um, this piece no. is, is is amazing, man. You got me already. I mean, you got me so excited. Beautiful. You got me excited. See, look, I took a nice big rip <laughs> off of your piece. It was three. Yeah. No, but you got you already got me excited. I like it. And the whole idea too Thank is you so much. And and I mean, you're just trying to get people who are super uh, like 
never did it before, or are you going to go? What kind of levels are we talking about for glass? Okay, brain? so here, here's the thing: is um, tell us how it goes. I, how it um, honestly, I'm, to, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm learning every day. On so other than making pipes, the only thing I've ever done in my life was snowboarding. I tried to go pro, didn't work out. I wasn't good enough. <laughs> um, but uh, so teaching and um and i've had a bunch of people when i tried to when i started this off um a perfect example was i had a friend of mine who said you know he said i've been i watched some so i have some free videos on youtube if you want to check out my teaching style you can just like google hubbard youtube glassblown blah blah and you can check out my teaching style and so and one of my friends was like oh what the fuck is a punty i have no idea what the fuck what's a punty and i said oh you know it's the thing that you used to hold the glass with it's like a handle and he had no clue um so i did a little uh video on what a punty was and i thought it was and in my mind i thought it was very basic i didn't think the people in the community would receive it well mm. and contrary to me because i i'm i didn't realize and i had a bunch of collectors so i had a bunch of collectors that were like i want i learned so much and now i can speak better when I go to a sesh, I know how to talk about my glass better. I know how to, I, I feel like I can, you know, um, I, I feel like I can speak with more authority about my heady piece that I bought. And I didn't even realize that I was diving into that market, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so after making that video, I realized, holy shit, all right, well, so maybe I'm going to do some more basic educational videos. Um, so right now, right now, um, I, I do, I, 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 so I used to teach a lot of like really high end class, me and cowboy and I used to teach like super heady classes with cowboy and, mm -hmm. and how to make like the craziest piece ever, you know, sure. and that kind of stuff. Um, but what I realized is that there's a market for, uh, people that want to learn how to blow glass because when, when I was coming up, I had no idea, like, where do you go? Mm -hmm. You know, how, who? Who do you call? Like, there's there's nowhere to. I'm, I'm usually Ghostbusters. Oh, Bob Snodgrass. He takes anyone's call, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, but how much <laughs> is that for? You know, and for the and and Bob is a great teacher. I have to say, he's as crazy as the way his teaching style is. I still, to this day, um, I'm 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 fascinated by the way that he taught me stuff about. You know, uh, heat base and the, just the science of heat base and thermal dynamics. How heat even goes up if you have a if you have a circle, right? And you're spinning that circle, the inside of that heat is just traveling upwards, and that's something that a lot of people just don't recognize. Um, and then if you have like a slight cooling fan on the outside of the heat base, you have this liquid molten thing on the inside. Um, so I don't know. I, I still to this day. There's so much stuff that Bob taught me in the class. And I'll tell you this. I was the most arrogant little fuck when I took his class. I was like one of those kids that was like, I just want to learn how to do inside out wigwags, Bob. You know, like, and I was so not willing to receive his information, but, but I kept notes. And so I have a fucking notebook, right? And I, but, and I have a pretty good memory. And I will tell you this, that, um, that I regret I, I feel like I was very childish at all of the knowledge he gave me because now as a teacher and being, you know, whatever, 15 more years experience since I took the class with Bob, you know, right. Right. Um, 
I realize the knowledge that he gave me, um, and and I realize what he was saying, and I re I regret being as arrogant as I was. <laughs> this right. is a Cameron Tower piece, one of Bob's students. No, I bought a I, I bought a pipe from uh, Bob, uh, Eugene Saturday Market, nineteen ninety two summer. Fucking awesome, dude! Yeah, a long time ago. I have uh, him and Cameron and Hugh. Hugh is one of Bob's apprentices also. Um, we had we had a bunch yeah. of people come through Amsterdam at one point, and uh, we had picked up like a, a whole case of just kind of odds and ends. <clears throat> and then somebody else had come through and picked one up and looked at it and was like, dude, wait, wait a minute, let me look at that thing. And it was, um, it was uh, Snodgrass Jr. Or, uh, and so he was like, uh, but it was like, just in a mix of just jumble, jumble that's my dad's stuff. work, man. No, he, he recognized it right away. He's like, dude, look at that. And then, uh, then he started looking at the other pieces, and there was other. I don't remember the artist at the time, but this is about 1996 or something like that. You know, so there was like somebody on tour coming through, either the year before or something, and just bought these cases off of him. Like, hey, I give you a couple hundred bucks. Here's some jackets, and uh, yeah, you find some gems. I still got those in, in somewhere in storage too. It's kind of crazy. I'm, that's awesome. Dude. <laughs> every time I go back, I look and it's like this in this room that's so full of crap that I try. I tried last time. It was like Indiana Jones trying to find the fucking lost pieces of glass that are somewhere within this ridiculous. Adam Dunn and the it, crystal glass <laughs> pipe. <laughs> There's some famous pieces in there for sure. Dude, that it, it's a it's a legend. You know, um, you know, like glasspipes.org is the website is down and I've, I've seen recently that somebody has archived it you know um but that that's that's the generation we all came up on um and with thousands and thousands of glass pipe uh creators um you know it was it wasn't it was like one of the coolest things to be in the top 100 like if you were the top 100 artists Mm -hmm. you you know you were like oh shit i fucking made it you know like that was like that was one of the biggest accomplishments of my like of my come up you know like i couldn't well, the glass, I, I worked, I mean, the glass scene is so weird too right how it came it kind of, kind of comes in these waves where you know to me it was literally the, the fact that it tasted better and it smoked better i didn't really think about the art as much in the beginning when I just smoked with glass, but you know, because we came like had graphics pipes were not pretty. They were just fucking tubes dude, with fucking no, soup dude, cans they, on the bottom. Straight with, <laughs> with the martini bowl with the tri yeah, with the exactly, triangle exactly. fucking pole slide. Exactly, dude, and, and that was the that was my sort of go to <laughs> everything. And then so that was it. That was function, right? Bam, out of the gate. And then when it came to pieces, it was like for me, it was a good a good Sherlock or a good bubbler that just fucking killed it and carried it everywhere. That was for me what I wanted. And then the art kind of came with it, you know what I mean? As, as things moved along and the, and the art and, and the quality got better of the artist. Um, but we have about, because we have another guest coming on, we're going to have you again, like, like I said, we'll have you after. What I want to do is have you, have, as a follow-up to this show, what I'd like to see is a bunch of people actually do your course and then we'll get them on the show and we'll have a little, like, we'll find, out, you, find out what kind of a teacher you really are. We'll be like, so was it really, was it really worth <laughs> well, it? Well, <laughs> no. so, so, so check it out, so check it out. Just, just to, so tell uh, us how let it me, works. Let me, let, let me, let me uh, shamelessly uh, self-promote myself for just a quick second here. That, that's that's what um, you're on the show for. There's no shameless <laughs> necessary. That's exactly what we want right now. 
So, so, so first of all, uh, you can go just if you just Google uh, Hubbard Glass on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I have a I have a few free videos. So if you want to check out my my teaching style, you know, um, check check out the the sort of like the the science. Literally, this is a science and an art. So there 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 is a science to to what we do, um, as well as the art aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, um, so so you can I I, I do have uh, a lot of knowledge. Um, that I kick based based on um, like so like you know that there are some people out there that do some shady practices like planned obsolescence and all that kind of shit. So I definitely touch upon those uh, subjects in in my coursework. Nice. Um, but if you want to check out my teaching style on YouTube, you know I have a few free videos on YouTube, and then and then on the flip side, uh, listen, dude, it's only eight dollars a fucking month, man. Yeah. <laughs> like right. eight dollars really ain't shit. So in addition to that, in addition to the eight dollars, not only do you get like a free set of, of turp pearls that I'll send you with some stickers. Um, but, but, but in addition to that, when, every, every one of my students that signed up, uh, you get a free promotional and discount code to mountain glass art. So shout out to mountain glass, um, which is like one of the main suppliers f for raw materials in our industry. Um, and, and if, and if you sign up, you get a 30% color club discount. So if you're, if you're a glass blower, um, and you sign up for $8 a month, you get 30% discount. So even if you're buying one pound of fucking color dude you, you just have you know, to quit, quit your uh only fan one one account just quit one of those accounts for the, one of those chicks and put it towards you that's all i gotta do not watch some chick strip and, and learn how to, and learn how to do something that's that's literally what it takes it's like come on so, so anyway just, just a shameless plug if you're if you're a glass blower and you're buying glass because you're a glass blower like what the fuck you're gonna spend more than 30 dollars a month on materials you know like i spend thousands of dollars a month so you get a 30 percent discount at mountain glass art when you sign up wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute that's that's like a done deal by proxy yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, already, that, it's, it's a pre-done, pre-done deal. Yeah. It's pre-done. Yeah. So come on, guys. Anybody who thought of blowing glass, if you're interested in it, yeah. you got to go to the YouTube page. Mark, just put the link up on the chat group. So and just give it a try because yeah. it seems so, really cool. So yeah. So really and, cool. and, and, and I'll just, set the just, house on fire if I do anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, just just I'll follow. Watch if you are doing it and and they have a, a promo code, you have to just just you have to enter the promo code in the comment section. Um, and it is only for color, just so you know. It's not for like kilns torches. It's for color. I don't. I don't want anyone uh, thinking that they're getting discounts on on other stuff that they can't. So it is for color, but color is one of the biggest expenses in our industry and 30% is a pretty significant discount, you know? That's the biggest um, done deal ever because our biggest <laughs> one is Fish Head Farms for 25% off. So this really, this done deal by proxy, 30% oh. off, it just... Absolutely. Dave says so, you know, that's risk. true. That's right, I guess, right? When it comes to those things. <laughs> Dave is on point. So I got to ask you guys, yeah? how you guys liking the new pieces? I'm loving it. Dude. I love it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I just took one. I took a big. Well, I'll do another one for you, of course. Just so you, just, <laughs> well, you know it's working. You know, I like the Chris, mouthpiece. Do you know the guys it. at Scope and Stack? Yeah, I love the. I love. So, I love the details as far as this piece. Uh, this part that is just raised a tiny bit right there makes a big difference. Where it's like yeah. actually on the inside is raised. That I, I like a lot. Yeah, and, I've never and, seen one like that. And then uh, just overall quality is fucking solid as a rock. I like it. It's simple. Solid. Awesome. Only I thing I, I wish this. I wish you did these I wish you did these trichome mushroom things in like glow in the dark shit with the with the UV light because I hit it with the UV and I was disappointed I was like damn that would have been 
extra sick if he had done that. So next, uh, <laughs> just, I'm the next since you're the color one. guy, since you're the color one. guy, you got to tell you the color. I mean, that would have been, that's what I was hoping. If those things glow, even if it just made the tops glow, that'd even be better, dude. Be All right. So, so, so <laughs> what, what, what I gave you guys was a little bit more of a kicked up version of my high end, what I, what I call my heady production. Um, so, so basically you, you guys got like a, a, a an, an extra, High-end version, but um, mm -hmm. so what you have minus the trichomes on the ballpark, minus the facets, yeah. um, uh, minus the facet mouthpiece and the and the joint. And so is is my standard item. Gotcha. Um, that 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 all the head shops and that and that's that's something I've been I've been sold out six months in advance uh, since, since I met Dave, um, and I and I'm still wow. Look at that. That's the greatest. That was the greatest uh, statement ever. Dave, look how so. proud he is. He's so proud. He thinks he did it all. He, he somehow is. He somehow has twisted that in his mind it's not, it's to that believe Dave energy, baby. That Dave has did it all. It's all you. It's because of you. I, man. I saw his head explode right when you said that. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "You saw that too, right?" Yeah. So, anyway, uh -huh. but, <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's awesome getting you uh, on the show, as always. And uh, we'll do a longer one, like I said, because we got. We're jammed up. We got lots of well, lots of guests and yeah, dude. What's you know. up? Much love, man. Hey, and uh, you know what? You get, get Chem Dog on there, man. Get Big yeah. G. Oh, Call yeah. him up. We'll give him a shout. Yeah. Well, what we should do is let's let's do it together. Like next time you yes, get let's... you go get him. Bring him over to your will, spot. Will, you it. guys get all right. baked up. That, that's it. I don't know if you can put that. Yeah. There you like, go. See uh, 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 <laughs> yes, exactly. Get him working. This is this is where he. This is where he sits down five days a week. He sits down right there. Nice. And that's where he works, and that's where he makes glass. Well, well, that I makes think, the most sense. I think he's got a – this is where uh, – uh, maybe I should all be showing this. Show show this. But uh, this is where the, the next – the seed drop is happening. Oh, oh maybe, maybe that – Oh, I don't still, know if I should be talking about that. Screenshots, oh. screenshots. Hey, Everybody's hey, clicking, hey, click, click, click. I heard him. I, heard, I could hear all the. I could hear everybody clicking at the same time. They're rewinding right now. Rewind, but, uh, rewind. We're all like Blade Runner. Zoom in, zoom in. Oh, don't worry. No, Chris, don't worry. On post, we'll blur that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no. There's no post. Post is like. In the dream world, post. No, we got you in post. Don't worry. We got yeah, forget about it. No, that be so. That's the, so. That's the plan. You get you 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 get uh, G together on the show and just make it happen. And we'll we'll, we'll we'll gladly drop in and see you guys working. And uh, all right, we'll but, make it happen. My but friend. let's get some. Thanks, but, so what's the link? Last second, we got it. We have it all. Already, it's, yep. it's, okay, it's yes. all up. All right, perfect. Yep. We got it. That's all I need to know. All right, peace, man. Thanks, bro. All right, thanks, thank Chris. you guys, man. Much love. Peace. Thank you. Get your mask on. No. <laughs> you don't need it. Dave, Dave look at Dave. He's all ready. Anyway. He's like, all oh, my people. These Yo. are my people with the mask on. Clayton. Mr. Hines in the house. Yo, yo, yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, okay. We already saw you. we already saw you without the mask though. You already you already came on and, 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 and already fucked up. You already fucked up. You already fucked up. So if the if they were coming for you, they're coming for you now. They're like, that's him. We got him. We got him. Uh, oh, it's a mask on for disguise, not for disease. Yeah, you know, yeah, a little. I think he loves it. You, I'm just trying to be low. We had your face up on the whole program. <laughs> 
Yeah, what the fuck? You should have told someone. Oh, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. So, no, he didn't. So, uh, also, welcome to Zoom, because I, 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 I guess I, I popped your cherry this morning when we had a yes, little, we had our, our, we had our, our Zoom, Zoom talk. So. Yeah. I felt like it was me, too, because normally, like, the first thing I told you when I, we were talking about what to do for a podcast, I said, make sure you have a good tech guy, because otherwise there's no show. And yeah. he always said, he always, like, when I, when you told me this morning you never did it, I was all like, yeah, right, no problem, right? Then I, then I, I started to fucking figure out, I was like, dude, I've never done this before because he always just sends me the link and I just <laughs> click on the link like, like anybody. And uh, now that it took me, it took me a good 10 minutes to go through the thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I got it figured out. But it's, it's a good medium. Uh, you say Ben's got coming on there at some point, then, yeah, or what? You know, well, the thing, yeah, Ben, what, Ben's already, he's already pressing to come in. Now, yeah, he is coming. He's coming through at some point, but we'll 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 let him slide in as the as the uh, the, the the story progresses. But um, so let's let's familiarize everybody because, like I said, there's there's definitely some people who listen to this show who 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 love us, uh, who love drum and bass, and you know love what we do. But there's also a lot of people out there that don't understand the genre, don't understand anything. So it'll be half kind of like explaining that, but telling your history. Because you guys, uh, and it's good because doing this made me kind of have to look it up again and go, oh yeah, I didn't realize. Oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this, but you know, barely. Uh, you start. Drum and bass is like hip hop on steroids. Yeah, and but you were also like fr- into hip hop before drum and bass, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And 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 like first shows that you went to were probably what in eighty seven or six or something like 85, that. Eighty five. Eighty five. Eighty six. Okay. Um, one show that stands out was the, I think it was 87. No, let me take it back a bit more. We had, the, we had a thing called Fresh 86 over here. And, and one of the main acts was Dr. Dre, but he was part of a crew called a World Class Wrecking Crew. Mm-hmm. And he wore makeup and like Jerry curls and sequin outfits. It was very different to the Dr. Dre that we know now. See, Adam said I wouldn't know anything about what was going on tonight, but I know Jerry curls and I know sequins. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I'm. You should get both. Wrong, you Adam. should get both. Actually, I think those are the yeah, things yeah. you're missing right now in your life. Um, <laughs> then mine '87. I went to the legendary Public Enemy, Hello mm. Cool J, Beastie Boys show at um, Hammersmith Palace, and that was that was literally a legendary show. I think Houdini was there as well. And, and you were so like what, what, seventeen or eighteen or something like that? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was no, I was born in '68, so let's take that. I was under the maths. I was nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, so you're right. The same. So you're born in same. What '69? Same as me or something? No, you're not. I'm born '68. Oh, you're older than me. Wow, you're older than me. See, I, I thought you were a couple I've years. Got, I always thought you were a couple I've years got, younger than me. But there you go. See, but one guy. So I'm, congrats. You're the oldest guy. You're the oldest guy in this Zoom call, by the way. Just so you know, now you are officially oh, the oldest guy. No, guys and dogs. No, no, I'm thinking in this what, in this call. In this call. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know. I was obviously I was born in London, but when I was nine, I moved to Florida, and um, I came back to London when I was 17. So I spent most of my high school in Florida. I was oh, wow. a good football player, as in English soccer, and um, I was supposed to go to Clemson on a soccer scholarship, but I fell 12th grade. I started smoking weed and. Knocking about with girls, you know, you know the shit that you're not supposed to do. If you're uh, and what part of Florida were you yeah. living in? What part of Florida? Oh, B-Land. It was between Orlando and Daytona. It's oh. a proper hit deal. One of them places you drive too fast, you miss it. I was gonna oh, say, I was gonna say, definitely not the hot spots of the time period, but still. no, no, no. But no, still, no, that's no. pretty awesome because uh, you got to see 
all of America as a, as a, all the way up until, you know, basically as a young adult. So, so for you, that's, uh, like being at home. That's like, so if you go to see those shows over there, that's like just being at home, right? Yeah. I mean, it was eye opener because back then, remember it was like mid, mid eighties, it was very segregated. Like, you know, where I live, the blacks hang with the blacks, the white hang with the whites. And it's only when I come to London, I really sort of cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad I moved back because it, it, it was, like I said, it was a very, it was an eye-opener, you know what I mean? And then I, obviously, um, I came back to London. I lived with my father for about three months, but it didn't work out because we were, t- we were like strangers. He left when I was two. Wow. So um, then I was homeless and... I got into a life of crime and went to prison quite a few times and and um wow and then that's crazy that's crazy too though to come from Florida like how how is your living conditions in Florida though you were like was it just yeah, kind of like it was just kind of like it was just I live with my mom and my two sisters right and, um, so it sounds like you came from a really like nice fucking relaxed ish place for to go yeah, and then yeah, into, dropped into London which is pretty rough as a kid because. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you know what? It made me the person I am today. You know what I mean? And if I do, I think if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have gotten to drum and bass. Yeah. I stumbled into drum and bass just for the simple fact I was tired of going to prison. And um, I thought to myself, right. So I got busted with uh, 100 ecstasy tablets in 1988. And, um, Doves or something. Yeah, cut them so short. <laughs> when I... Um, I told them that they were for, they were personal. You remember, ecstasy was brand new. Yeah, no, that so was definitely at that. That was yeah, barely, barely even many people even would have known it. it yeah. Know so when I got arrested, I said it was. For, it, I said that they said, "Why have you got so much? Uh, uh, why have you got hundred pills in you?" I said, well, I'll, "I'll buy them in bulk." And they said, "Why have you got three grand, ca- three grand cash in you?" And I said, "Well, I've just come from selling t-shirts." And anyway, cut a long story short. Yeah. Oh, um, I got charged with possession instead of supplying. That's good. That's good. And then after that, I said, "You know what? What do you? What can you do to keep out of trouble?" And it was like uh, music because I was DJing anyway in clubs, hip hop and really grooving the house and whatever, whatever. Right. So then me and my partner we thought, you know what? Let's buy a studio. So we bought some studio equipment. Couldn't find a label at the time to put out our music, so we thought, "Fuck it, we do it ourselves." So we set up a record label, and um. Yeah, the rest is kind of, and that was and, and that was in, uh, but that was in like what ninety ninety two. I think okay. labeled in ninety two. First release in ninety three. Right, because that's when I opened. Mm-hmm. It. And it's, it's funny because ninety three. Okay, so those years uh, that you were doing that technically were like kind of the golden period of the cannabis world, right? And just to kind of tie things together here, just for my listeners, because they'll be like, "Ooh, in ninety one or ninety two, shit was popping." Like in like you had just left Florida, and that was pretty yeah. much. Like where there was a lot of good good, good cannabis that's been sort of uh, you know uh, figured out in the last few years that that was kind of a hot a hot spot for growers. It always has been for growers, but in general, as far as uh, some of the strains like the Cushes and things like that, that a lot of those genetics were kind of harbored there. But ninety one, ninety two, ninety three is when I opened up my store, and all those years were like like bubbling. It seems like it seems like there was a lot of energy going on that wasn't really like if you were in the right place things were popping like in Amsterdam things were popping I think in London because I remember yeah anyway just just to kind of tie things in because I think a lot of people in 91 is when a lot of the big strains came out uh, what was it skunk when was skunk kind of primarily when skunk, did it... well skunk actually is uh much earlier than that uh, there was there was 80s uh lots of different the thing is that the skunk 
that we have now is not the skunk that was back then. Back then, it was like in the 80s, there was a lot of different skunks, but they were very uh, skunky like a skunk. Like you couldn't, couldn't keep it in the bag kind of skunk, you know what I mean? And nowadays, we have a lot of technical plants that are called skunk, and they might be skunky when they grow, but when you harvest them, they don't really hold it. Like everyone's looking for what they call the road, roadkill skunk, right? The RKS, that's like the golden. And there's like nine different people who have come out with them. And every time they come out with them, they're okay. But I, I just think they were skunky when they were in the grow and people were so excited that they just fucking ran with it. But it doesn't, doesn't come out in the mix. But anyway, so 93, you started a label, 92, 93. Was that TOV? Was that Trouble on Vinyl? Yeah, so our first label was called Trouble and Vinyl. And the reason we called it Trouble and Vinyl, it was like an ode to, we wanted to cause mayhem on the dance floor. So there was a Jamaican saying called Worries in the Dance, yeah? Mm -hmm. So we kind of flipped it. And instead of Worries in the Dance, we thought Trouble and Vinyl. And um, that was our first label. And then 94, we started Renegade Recordings, which is the more liquidy type of label. And then 94, sorry, 95, we started Hardware. Right. We had the foresight back then. Well, yeah, I say we had. The, yeah, we did. We had the foresight to to know that drum and bass or, or jungle, whatever you want to call it, was was going to branch out. So you had TOV was the more hip hop orientated stuff, as they call they call it jump up now. Uh, Renegade Recordings was the more. I hate using this word. I'm only going to say it once because because I don't like the term. Was intelligent on mm -hmm. um, bass. I might if I was the more tech steppy hardware star. And the reason yeah. why I, I, it's it's one of those hard to describe things to be that back in the day it was kind of the same and tech step kind of that's how I described it in the in the thing but it is kind of one of those it, okay I understand the intelligence side because that was the whole thing about drum and bass compared to house and other things is that you kind of felt like the people were there for the for the music itself and they kind of were uh, just. Not a so it's the problem yeah. with the term intelligent, it was it was made by the media and it was it was a backlash against the jungle because when like if that's intelligent, what's unintelligent? So basically it was them saying that jungle was unintelligent music and a lot of people took exception to sure. that and sure. whatever way. Well, I mean, it, but but in general I would kind of consider it to be intelligent just for the fact that the people were like really not so interested in the scene as much as interested in the music itself or you know really like that's the beautiful part to me is like especially uh compare you know comparing to like uh what you're hearing now being produced is that there was a golden period for a lot of things going on there was a golden period like i was saying about cannabis and there was also this kind of in the, when it came to music there was a lot of amazing artists in those early 90s that were you know Compared to now, you, they may not have been able to even be, you know, recognized compared to at that time period. If you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, so it was a, it was a pretty awesome uh, time to start a label, but at the same time, the rave scene in in the that just like you were saying earlier about ecstasy. Obviously, it's kind of the number one thing people think of when they think of the rave scene. But it's synonymous with rave. But London has been like a, a machine for the last you know 30 40 well, it seems like what, one, 30 years now <laughs> straight straight up one thing i would say before ecstasy came like there wasn't this unison like i'd raise with my black friends and we'd go to our soul parties and our reggae dances and etc it's only when ecstasy came in obviously every it was a love it, it was literally called the love dog generation because everyone was loved up and and all the football hooligans 
kind of, you know, got on ecstasy and stopped fighting. It brought everyone together. It, it brought the rave scene together. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome if you think about it from like a, just a, a cultural point of view, because like nowadays everything is so polluted when it comes to any of these drugs and the, the fact that, you know, it got, it was like kind of slipped under the wire in a sense, just because no matter how mad you'd want to get at the people, there's it's really hard to get mad at thousands of people not fighting and not having a bad time and hanging out and hanging with their, you know, it was like people who never would have been in the same room together are all of a exactly. sudden, are all of a sudden just, you know, talking for 12 hours straight on, you know, jaw wobbling it during a after hours party or something crazy. And that was a, you know, that again, those were those crazy periods. Like nowadays we can't even think of those kind of events in any way, shape, or form. Now, all of a sudden, we're in this whole other world, which I'm not going to get into now. I want to kind of talk about the the past more than the, the, the now and at the moment, because you guys put out a lot of parties. You guys put out a lot of, uh, I mean, a massive amount of records. Um, and artists that now are still grinding, you know, the, the scene is kind of small. I think the drum and bass scene has always been a little bit small. Uh, compared to pop and, you know, bigger things that, you know, people recognize or radio played. Like here, we don't hear jungle on the radio or drum and bass ever, unless it's a car ad. <laughs> like it does not, you know, not on the commercial radio. But uh, London, how has it been? How has the scene, uh, I mean, because back in the day, there was a lot more underground radio, things like that. How's, how's it been since, you know, what's the scene well, like? Since when you, what what year did you move back to America? Two thousand ten. Okay, so since then, I think it's really gone commercial. Yeah, of course. Far. No, I know, I know, it, I know it has in that sense. But uh, no, I mean, back. Yeah, you know, give me a, give us a timeline as far as the between because you guys ended in in two thousand fifteen totally, right? Yeah. Well, I would. I always told people the golden era for me was 97 to 2007. I think those were the best. It was That was the decade of the, in my opinion, the best tunes, mm -hmm. the best waves. I, I just think it was the golden era. And I think after, after pretty much two, you know what? Um, you remember the end club, obviously, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think when that closed, I I think drum and bass kind of changed it, kind of, because... The, the the main hub for the parties in London kind of changed and then it moved to Fabric, which was a bit more big and commercial. Yeah. You know. His yeah. his base has had its ups and downs, but he's still here. I call it the bastard stepson of dance music. Because yeah. it's always it's always frowned upon. No, I get you. I get you. Like I, I even at even at like festivals I would like we I look at all the tents that everybody had, you know, and then we get to the drum and bass tent, and it was always like the worst tent, <laughs> like, like the lamest shit. Time. I'd be like, really, this is what we get? This shit stage over here on the side. And everyone else has got like lasers and like main stage, side stage, whatever they want, because it's some huge house event or whatever. Especially because like it was in Amsterdam, and which is even more, uh, you know. What was even... that big festival that happened every year? You know, in, in, in the whole. You know? Oh, the techno one was Awakenings. That was a big one. Oh, no, not the techno. Well, Neverland or Tomorrowland? Or... Oh, Tomorrowland. Yeah, that was down more south, I guess. That was, a, yeah, that was, a, yeah. that yeah. one's huge. That one's huge. I mean, all, that the Dutch perfected big festivals. That was their thing. I mean, they, they dialed that in before anybody when it came to like 
we want to bring a, lot, a shitload of people together and everyone's going to be on drugs. <laughs> we already know it. Everybody who's working there, everybody. Like you'd go to these things and you'd be backstage. You'd be like, so the lighting guys, fucking everybody's on fucking drugs here. I was like, holy shit. You know, but it was good because it was the same vibe. It was a little bit, you know, weirder than it maybe it was at back in the day, but it was still like, you know, and this is maybe 10 years ago also, the last couple of times I went to Amsterdam, I didn't go to any big festivals, but you know, pretty much the, the, yeah, the, the, the handicap or the natural part about cannabis, I think, and probably ecstasy is probably the one, but definitely cannabis is that cannabis is like that, that mediator between everybody. So like you'll get places that realize that if you have a bunch of people getting together and getting high, again, you're probably going to get similar vibes that you would with all the football hooligans taking ecstasy. They, they need a little more extreme to make their shit <laughs> calm down maybe. But when it came to the average guy, you get everybody really high and all of a sudden the guy who, you know, wouldn't hang out with you normally is totally relaxed and chill. But kind of, I kind of felt that in the whole drum and bass world too, that it was kind of like there was a probably 80% of usage or something of cannabis. I mean, a pretty high, pretty high number, I'd say. Yeah. Especially in those I years. When when the when the ban on smoking happened in Clubland, I think that had a very adverse effect on the club scene as well. What's because that? when the smoking ban happened, oh yeah, that had a that did, that had a very adverse effect on the Clubland as well. Like two thousand or something like that was it? I guess. Um, no, I think a little, well, I, little later. I think, London, I think it was about two thousand five. You know, oh, I think in Amsterdam, maybe yeah, maybe two thousand four or five. Maybe that might have been true. Yeah, it, it was weird. Places that you thought would never happen, like no, Amsterdam, they're going to smoke till the end of the fucking earth, right? And at a certain point, they just people buckled, you know. So it's, I think that. Uh, it's like flying on planes now. And as a kid, I remember that when you could smoke on a plane, oh, yeah, I remember. which yeah. was like totally weird. And now I still get on planes that have ashtrays, which is weird. Like, what the fuck are they still what putting? What was weird is that they like, had a smoking why don't they put a section. U why don't they put a USB plug right where the fucking ashtray <laughs> used to be? Like, since everybody's looking for a USB plug, no one's looking for an ashtray. But there was that time, remember, you could get on a plane and... You sat here and you were not smoking, and you sat behind that guy, and you were—you were—you were like all of a sudden you were smoking. You're like, wait a minute, so right? the guy right behind me is smoking a cigarette? This is this is it? And they sometimes pull a little curtain. That was a. Thing. It's a bit mad though, thinking that back then you could smoke. Look at the, the the dangers of what could happen. Well, I mean, it sucks, yeah, for sure. But it is kind of weird, like that we've gone so we, a pendulum has swung so hard to the other way that. Like, we haven't recognized cannabis yet. Like, it would be nice if you could smoke cannabis on the plane. You'd be like, can't smoke anything but good weed because nobody wants to smell your swaggy weed. We're giving away everybody. That good used weed. to be that how it was on the, the green tortoise bus that used to run all up and down from uh, Washington all the way down south to California. And it was a hippie bus. And so you'd get on the bus and they'd say, there's no smoking tobacco on this bus. And you're like, oh, finally, this is great. Nice. Get get me to Cal Expo in style, and I can get high the whole way. I and that love bus it. would not get pulled over on a regular. No, Jesus. no. Huh. <laughs> and you'd sleep on it. You'd sleep like sardine style, you know. In it was great. Wow. Put your bike up on top. You get where you're going. You got your bike with you. That's 
that's a definite pullover right there. Pullover in the nineties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Pullover over. See, the nineties were crazy, dude. Yeah, they were. You yeah. didn't realize back in the nineties how crazy it really was, right? We just were doing what we were doing. Nowadays, yeah, but the way I figured it is that we were on such a big bus and it was a converted school bus, so you would, if you were getting pulled over, you whatever you had on you was yeah. not there when you got pulled over, and we never got pulled over. So, I'm just... I mean, we were going to Cal Expo, we didn't have to have anything on us, you know, it was a great place to go. So, so Clayton, uh, during those years, because that's actually the exact time when we did uh, Retox in Amsterdam, that's when I met you, it was probably, right. right. probably right. 90. Ninety-nine, I guess, was when we did it. So it was all all of ninety-nine, and then a little bit of two thousand, and then kind of fizzled. I think around two thousand and one or something. So, but those were the goal. I mean, we were uh, able to pretty much through you. I think on at least half of our gigs, I'd say we we probably called you to at least organize half. I would think, but um, those were like the days of of some of the biggest artists that now um, I get a chance to show people like a mark who works with me i was playing some old school drum and bass for him and for me it's like a history lesson because i'm like oh this is from you know and i'm trying to remember i have to nowadays it's like oh that's who that is because i never knew the fuck that played that song but uh i know all the songs you know uh, but those are like crazy anthems in my head because i was from those living in you know lucky, lucky to be doing shows for those artists and you know getting to know to meet them Deal with them directly. What's the name of your shop again? What's that? That, that? What was the name of your shop again? What was it called? Hempworks. Hempworks. That's it. Yeah. That's it, yeah. So we had our, our hemp store as our sort of uh, headquarters. And we had Adi, who's, I think, listening to the show probably. But we had Adi, who uh, is a great DJ herself. And she's from Israel. So she always had that uh, very militant <laughs> style of doing her things. Perfect. <laughs> She played it. She played like that too, which is good. But for that, but she was awesome and uh, worked for us over at Hempworks, and so our shop became kind of known as like the drum and bass spot for people to come and end up buying clothes. Hopefully, you have the best weed as well. You have the best weed. I'm, I used to love coming up to Amsterdam years ago because I knew I was going to get the. I knew I was going to get the shit. Yeah, we always we took we took care of our artists and and we took care of uh, people like you and friends of ours coming through because that was like the the welcome wagon, the the cannabis Amsterdam welcome wagon, because we wanted to make sure that because we knew it was like hard, it's a hard it's a tough world out there. There's like you could go to a place like like Amsterdam and not go to the right places and come home thinking you that all the weed sucks, which <laughs> happens to a lot of people. They go, man, all that weed sucks. And you're like, no. Me story. No, it doesn't. And actually, there's good weed everywhere. You just have Where'd to... Where'd you uh, go? I went to the Bulldog. Whoa, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think every genre, everything of music is like that. If people don't know what, you know what a good artist is and they're like listening to the wrong shit and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, but over the years, what did you... Uh, like because you were you, you kind of got, I mean you stopped in 2015 because I mean it was the scene was getting like you said it was two, by two that so you did five years from the time when you pretty much realized it was completely dead, and uh, beat a dead horse for five years or what was the what was the reasoning there? I, I fell out of love with the music. The music changed to the point where I didn't like what I was I was hearing. And one thing I found out if you don't like if you, if you don't like something it's hard to make make a success of it. And I just fell out of love with it. The music changed, and 
as I got older, I'm like, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I need, no, I don't love for it no more. Right, but and, just but but as far as like classics and th- I mean, obviously you still love drum and bass. You just don't love the new, the, well, um, less of the new styles. Or is it kind of yeah? I, like, is, it, is it too personal though? Because I mean, that's the thing is you you're, you're like me with weed. Because if I, I don't smoke certain people's weed just because I just don't like the people, I'm like ah, I'm not smoking that weed. <laughs> like, so so you might have that little bit kind of jaded side because you know everybody no, and everybody knows you. A lot of people are surprised that, but I don't listen to drum and bass in my house. All I do is liquid or old school set. I'm very detached from it that way. Mm. That, that, that was work and that was a part of my life, which I'm, I'm happy I was part of it. I mean, when we first started out, one of the reasons why we started Drum and Bass Jungle was if, if you tried to produce reggae or, or reggae influence, it was like you're trying to be Jamaican. If you're doing hip hop, you're trying to be American. So jungle was the was the thing that we could say. Apart from punk rock, jungle was the first music that you could say that it was UK born and bred and it, and it, and it exported around the world. Mm-hmm. So we were proud of that. Like it was something that we kind of found and put together almost, and we could say that it, it was it belonged to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, and not only just to us. I mean, to you personally, a lot of it because. Um, your label was sort of, if you, if you go by just the quality of the people that are out there now and you take a look at it and you kind of bring it back, you're always like, shit, yep, yep, started there, pretty much started there. It all kind of came uh, through yeah. through you at one moment. There was a moment in time, at least, where you guys had the finger on the pulse, at least in, in my eyes. <laughs> That's for sure. Maybe some people don't agree, but definitely I in mean, my eyes because you guys put out bangers that are still relevant to this day, you know? Because I was in it for so when you're in something, you, you don't take a step back and see what you've accomplished or see what you're doing. I was so, yep. I, I was so absorbed with not wanting to be the best, but just put, just putting out a good product. Like mm-hmm. I was saying to someone a couple of weeks ago, like when I first started in, in um in the music thing, I looked at it like how you were selling weed or something. And make <coughs> yeah. you the best product, right? Make sure that everyone knows about it, and if everyone likes it, they'll come back for more type of thing. So sure. I had that. Kind of, well, you you, know, you, you had your hustle. You, you you had moved your hustle over to a different hustle, yes. and and now it, and this is and you're and you're good at it because so, yeah, exactly. And that's and that is uh, it's now it is now more relevant than ever because now you get like you know everybody has to have a hustle because everyone's losing their jobs. Everybody's trying to do little side jobs, just fucking like trying to make it make things work, and. The, the whole idea of it has never changed for me. I've always been like, dude, that's just our life. That's what we do 24-7, right? Isn't that what, isn't that what everybody does? And most people aren't, aren't like that. Most people are just figuring that out. Like, you mean I have to do three things to survive? It's like, yep, you got to do at least three because two of them are going to fail, right? Um, but now that you're not doing music, I mean, are you, are you, uh, what's, your, what's your passion or what's your, what's your direction? Because, I mean, I would think you'd... I've got into the food thing. I've, I'm starting, well, uh, I'm hoping to open a restaurant next year, just a little Caribbean restaurant. But in, in between that, I've started, I've started like a T-shirt company where we're doing, you know, T-shirts. There's, right. There, there's two There's two right there. Bam, he's, he's, already, he's already got at least two. You know what? I didn't say that. Yeah. Someone, someone said to me a little while ago, just said, you need to have free hustles, free, free streams of income. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm trying to find one more because uh, I'm a grafter, I'm a hustler. I can sell Santa. I can sell, I can sell Santa Arabs and the Ice to Eskimos if I have to. You know what I mean? No, I, I do know that. I, <laughs> I do know that for sure. Um, 
over the years, so over the years, uh, it's funny too because I try to explain you to people, and it's maybe a, a crude, crude uh, way of saying it. And I hope, you don't, I, hope I hope you don't take offense. I hope you don't take offense. But I was like, yeah, he's kind of like the Suge Knight of the drum and bass world because, <laughs> but he didn't really do it, and and it gets all like, sloppy at that point. So then I never just. You gotta thank GQ, MC GQ for that. He christened me the Shug Knight of drum and bass. I know, I knew, I knew I'd heard it before. I know I didn't make it up. That was for sure. I was like, I heard people say it, and but he's, a, and then I, and then I follow it up with, but I know him personally, and he's the fucking sweetest guy ever. So you kind of realize like these people are full of shit. So, but you can explain, you, know you can tell me if there's any real truth behind that. Most, most of it is just is bullshit. I, I, I took a gun out and conflict, and never happened. There wasn't. I wasn't even there when the incident happened, but you know, if people want to believe that, let them believe it. But yeah, I'm, I'm like Marmite. Do you know what Marmite is? Oh yeah, it's terrible. You have a love me or hate me. I've got, yeah, you know, I've built up a reputation over the years and um, it like is what it is. I, I can't change it now, can I? I like, but, I like, I like that description. But part, but part of that reputation comes from my background where I was, I was on the street and I had to hustle. And you know, so I've got that mindset like, like, I'm not going to let no one take the piss out of me, you know, I'm just determined to do what I'm going to do. And I rub people up the wrong way, but I can't, that, that's me, I can't change. Well, well, speaking of rubbing people the wrong way, like, <laughs> here we go, we've opened a can of worms. No, the, uh, you, you, you put a book out, which I haven't actually read, which I feel bad now. Everyone asks me, did you read it? I'm well, like, no, I didn't read it. <laughs> I haven't got, I haven't got one given to me yet. But uh, no, the... Uh, Tell tell us a little bit about, about that venture because that's 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 usually people get ghostwriters and they don't really write their own books and they're all full of shit. That's like ninety nine percent of the books out there. I think yours is the kind of true wrote it yourself, put it you you know pissed off a lot of people kind of book, right? Is what it I'll seems tell you like. how I, I'll tell you how the book came across. One day I'll just sit, I was saying to myself, you know what? What would you say if someone said, "What have you done for the last 25, 30 years of your life?" And I thought, you know what? The best thing to do is just put it down and write a book. So what, what I've done, I, I wrote bu bulletin points because I thought to myself, I can't remember fifty years. Like, like but that's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put, pack fifty years in bloody four hundred pages. So anyway, I wrote, I wrote some bulletin points, and then you know, I, I wrote um, bits and pieces. That then I went to Vietnam. I went to Vietnam for two months. Um, it was. I remember because the World Cup was on, so I think it was a couple of years ago. I spent two months in Vietnam in the hotel room. And I, just, I wrote half the book. I just thought, like, let me get in that headspace. So every day I'd get up, get some food, come back to the hotel to write, go out again for a break, smoke some weed and come back and write. So anyway, got half the book done over there. Then I came back to London and I spent another six months uh, completing the rest. And yeah, it's one of the books where what what a lot of people say about this book they can tell it's me by the by the way it's written yeah. like you said I, didn't know oh, I knew that I, I've seen little excerpts and I was like yeah it's definitely him so that was, <laughs> that's what I liked yeah. about it right away no it, it covered it covered obviously my life in, in England then when I, met, I moved to America then when I came back and then obviously started the record label then battling depression and whatever whatever and yeah it, it, it was just like a a story of my life right. I just wanted I wanted to say it from my point of view and it was just honest and raw yeah I, I just torture people every week and tell them little stupid stories and, and, and piss everybody <laughs> off and they go like what the fuck 
<laughs> so that's my that's my book. You have to you have to pick it up in bits. Thanks. You just watch it on YouTube unfold over the course yeah. of eight years. Yeah, they're like, oh, this guy, this guy. But uh, so so you're touching on a subject there, which I think also there's there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to get you on the show. One was just because because we had a good history back in the day, and I think all the people that I met through you, which was like um, Verse, was the first person that I think uh, MC Verse who. I think Ben was the first MC we had on the first party we had with Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. and all that I'm sure, you know, somehow came through you. I wouldn't doubt, right? I I don't remember because yeah. it, it was it's what I was like right away thinking to myself. I was like, did he actually? I think he pretty much did her for help just to put together the first party, right? Um, my my friendship with Addie, I consider a dear friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we had the we had the perfect connection with that with, with between her and you. That was for sure. Um, but Ben was the f- funniest because he was the most overly appreciative weed guy I ever met. <laughs> Definitely in the industry, hundred percent. Like he was just staring at buds for like twenty five minutes, right? Just staring at him. Like, and I'd come back in the room, like, are you still staring at the fucking bud? He's like, it's just so beautiful, man. And I was like, wow, this kid stop. really, this, this kid loves. I stop. Yeah, it's true. He does. He loves weed, and and. Uh, I, but I kept up with him over the years because he actually blew up, uh, started working with Pendulum and doing big things. Um, you've you've put together so many, or you've you've been sort of behind the scenes on so many people's huge careers. Do you still get residual things? Is there any kind of like way to get? Are you, or how, how how does it work with? How does it work with? Because you own the whole label, right? You didn't, or you didn't. You... I mean, the label was I own, but helping to, you know what. I launched a lot of people's careers. I helped, but I've I never done it. I, I didn't do it for anything in return. That was just me. No, I wouldn't. I just, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even ask that. Got, I didn't come in the studio and whatever, whatever. So yeah, the list is endless of the people I've had. But uh, you know? but do you, but on those all those uh, albums that you put out and things like that? Are they so? How does that work? Because it's one of those like it's, it's a weird genre because it's like dub plates and people don't you know. No, no, no. There's no reason. That place eventually turned into a record. So yeah, I still own the back catalogue of, of obviously of the hardware. And is there like a research of that though, as far as people now getting back into vinyl a little bit because of the fact yeah. that people are smart well, and figured out that it's way better than their you know, their digital. Why I never got back into the whole vinyl thing again because people, on average now you can probably sell four or five hundred vinyls, which back then we'd give away that amount as, as promos mm-hmm. to to DJs and and, and shops. So there's a it's a very niche market. Yeah, you can a few labels are making a living out of it, but well, it's when the scene changed a lot when AIM came in. So that 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 went from people can't dub plays to to now you can put play MP3s. So that that had a very vast effect on the scene, and the scene wasn't ready for that. We were, it, it almost caught us by surprise. Like it's like wow you can't you know you can't sell that at that time eighty percent of our income was vinyl based so that so that really hit hard when people started like the public stopped buying vinyl and started buying MP3s yeah it's another turning point right it's like it's like one of those moments where you're like okay so now now how is this well, gonna work no, exactly. and it never yes I gotta buy the white album again. Well, it never really, it, it was never really figured out, I guess, from that point on, it never really got monetized properly, right? We so, went from selling 20,000 records to selling 2,000 records in the yeah. space. A couple well, of years. Right. Because I feel like it would be one of those, maybe, you know, at a certain, well, it's still going to be niche no matter what, because you're talking about a niche 
your uh, genre and a niche <laughs> style, which would be vital. Um, do you see any? You see any uh, uptick as far as people just now? Because now it's crazy. Everybody has Spotify or whatever, so they have access to millions of songs. Some, you know, there's a few good ones in there, but for the most part, it's it's you know it's lost. It just saturated market. I'll tell you. I'll tell you another thing. That was the death of so-called drum and bass. Back to the whole MP3s. Um, the quality control back in the day was you had to you had to use your money to press a record, so you had to master it and etc cetera, etc. Cetera, and that cost a lot of money. So you have to be careful with what things you put out because you want to get a return on it. Nowadays, with the whole you can have five you can have five labels because you're not spending no money. They're all digital releases. So there's so as far as the quality control, that's the, it went out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you have to sh- shift through a lot of shit to find something good. For years and years, for the last four years, I was like, oh, drum and bass is shit now. But it's not. There's just a lot of shit out there. You, you've got to dig through it, and eventually you, you'll find some good stuff. Well, I think there's also, I think it's one of those genres where a lot, a lot of people just think they, they think they've got something unique, and then they really don't realize how how the core core people have, not that they've heard it all, but there's definitely, it's pretty hard to come into this, be original, when there's so much... Uh, history but based there and people don't you know if they don't know their history they don't know their future right that's kind of like with everything and we're kind of in a weird space now where everybody's a a, a musical artist because they've got garage band or something you know what i mean and it's like it's like yeah my 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 seven when my kid was seven he pulled a whole concert off playing garage band and it's not that hard it's like if a seven-year-old can do it and impress everybody he's like wow he's really good it's like it's 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 not that it's not hard it's just that it's it's way easier than it was back in the day when people actually invested shitloads of money you know and had just had to make those sales right um so when you say you open a restaurant, is that like going to be something that you're going to cook at or is it something that you're going to just... Oh, yeah, run? yeah, yeah. It's a Caribbean theme. Um, yeah, I've... For the last three or four years, I've, got, I've, had, I've caught a passion for cooking. And um, the good thing about... The, the only good thing I would say about COVID, most of the events in London now are very sit-down, intimate, where you're sitting down having a meal listening to the music, because I'm not sure if you know, but the, but now you can't stand up, up, you can't stand up when you go outside. The rule is you've got to sit down and because of the whole COVID thing. So most of the most of the promoters are now doing events where it's you know, 300 people sitting down. Wow. Eating, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And also, the, the government put a place, put an order in last week where the music can't be higher than 85 decibel, which, believe me, is not, not loud. No. So, like, the government's trying to cripple the scene. Of I don't know if you've been keeping up. But yeah, I mean, I, I have, and to, and to the point, I mean, I can, not as, obviously can't keep up with, with the UK scene as much as, as you are, but at the same time, I've seen, like, how it's the whole industry here, the industry's crushed. I mean, people... Their shows, if you look up right now, it says, you know, everything says next year around the same time. So if you could just imagine the amount of money loss that's going on on a daily basis in the industry here, there, everywhere, it's just, it's it's insane, right? It's like, it's billions and billions of dollars that aren't being generated. And yeah, so it's, I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of fallout over there where people are now realizing like how fragile the whole industry was when it you know kept- what? So, so, for the first three or four months, I was like, oh, it will blow over. And then, it's only last week I thought, it's been months. Shit, no, no, nothing's going to change. The, the, the government is saying, 
the earliest anything's going to go back to normality is this time. When I say normality, there's never going to be pre-COVID, how we know it, big events. But if there's going to be some type of normality coming back, it's not going to be till this time next year. And I'm not sure if the scene can survive because... It will. It will. Listen, it, it's, it, it, everyone is going to figure out how to forget all of this and you'll have your scene. Everyone will. It's the need to come together share music you know camaraderie is still there we just can't fill that need right now and so it it's it's i i think it's just a momentary pause in life you know it's like a yeah, pie graph I mean, of course with I mean, one line of course of course that's it, it. It, it will come through in some way there's going to be a lot of fallout though it's going to be like over here some of the most legendary clubs are all never going to be you know, there's no way that they can survive, and so something will open in its place. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's the crazy thing for, especially for a situation like uh, th- there, where it's like you know, such a thriving scene that's totally. It's a six billion a year. I'll say it again, billion. It's a six billion a year industry, and and I've got so many personal friends who are just pretty much screwed. And then it doesn't help when the government come out last week and we're like, you know what? Anyone in the arts industry, you need to kind of, you know, retrain for a new job. What's someone 45 years old or 50 or whatever, how are they going to retrain for a new job and do what exactly? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, pretty much the survival of the first. You know? Oh, come on. Well, I mean, here, here, the, here they're trying, you know, there's, there's, there's attempts and we're lucky enough to have a little bit more space here. So there's lots of, you know, drive-ins and lots of attempts to make things work, but it's still not the same. You know what I mean? It's like, if you got to stand six feet apart at an event where you're normally packed, you know what I mean? There's just really no in between, right? It's kind of, it's a tough one. So yeah, the scene is pretty, pretty toast. I mean, at the listen, moment, in 1918, there was a bad flu, right? They came up with a, 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 some type of treatment. It worked, right? Oh, don't even we start down polio, that road. Oh, don't even start pox, down that road. Measles. Dude. It ain't happening. You know, I know. Every, the, let me let the conspiracy over. theories go. You can't go to school in the United States without showing your kids have been vaccinated. You oh, know? I know. That's, that's going to be rich. I know. That's, well, there's a travel part that's going to be worse, so. Yeah, it's going to, listen, we're going to have to get over it. It's not a conspiracy to take away anyone's freedoms or to give anyone um, autism or anything like that. We're trying to find a way to go back to where we can have a thriving, um, robust music scene, cannabis scene, economy, you know. I, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I want to come back in the studio. I want to look at people again, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really... I I need it. I need I need there to be some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I, I it's not going to be this way forever. No. So, uh so you already have a location for this place or for this restaurant or you're you're kind of working on that? Or? Well, I'm trying to in the next couple of weeks. I've got, I've got I can't really say too much cuz the flag's no. now. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm you, should, you shouldn't never should say anything unless you got it they sign the deal. Unless you sign the unless you sign it don't talk about it, right? It's just like fucking show doing a show. If, how is it called? Dr. T's and cross the eyes or the other or something like that. Yeah. yeah no, 100 100%. Well, that's one of the th- first things I learned being, you know, promoting and doing those shows, you know, is that like 
it's serious when people want to get paid and you got to make sure you take care of them and all those little basics fucking things and it's not that hard and you can do it and be good which is you know or you can fucking try to try to not do it and <laughs> it won't last very long you know so it was definitely uh, a, a, oh, good, yeah. a good it's a, it's a good good learning I want to touch on what you were bringing up when we got sidetracked about the mental health oh, yeah, side yeah. of things. Yeah, bring it up. Because for me, I, when you get into the scene, you just think it's all glitz and glamour and you're flying on planes going around the world and whatnot. Well, yeah, you, there's that part, but there's also the other part of running a label or running a, a club night and having the stress of, you know, if you lose money and this that, and that, so that's that. That was half the reason why I stopped as well, because it was it was damaging my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, no, no amount of money is worth um, that damaging your health, mental health. So that kind of, you know. So I'm I'm on the road to recovery. I'm I'm, I'm feeling better because I don't have the day to day stresses now of the music business because it can be cool, you know. Like you have feel- access to good weed. It's really helped my mental health. Well, I, I know I shouldn't smoke weed, but I'm an addict. I know it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't help my depression. Right. I smoke because I'm trying to forget about all the shit in the world. That's how it started. I wanted to just think, you know what, for, for that little while. But now I'm addicted to it. I need it every day, and if I don't have it, I'm I'm not a nice person. You, eat it, <laughs> you, know? you should maybe you should eat some. Because that'll you know just, it slows your it slows you right down. You're like, yeah. I really want I to smoke, but I can't. I want to, I want to get into the whole vape thing and the whole oils, and I'm trying to go down that route now because I think it's I think it's a one of probably not as bad as this. What is that you're doing? Like a, this is the same thing I showed you this morning. <coughs> the same oil, but some some diamonds, some diamonds and sauce. After smoking for so after smoking for so many years, I think do you still get high? I hope so. <laughs> I usually hope. It's like I, I, I cross my fingers. Like, please work. Please don't make me keep smoking. Sometimes it works. You know, the thing is, what I tell people is, that this actually does not get me as high. Smoking weed gets me high. Right. Like, smoking weed makes me lose my keys. This makes me think about smoking more of this. That's kind of where it comes down to. It's like, hey, maybe I could smoke some more of that. That tastes pretty good. Well, that's maybe yeah. that tasted really nice. Maybe I'll smoke some more of that. But if I smoke a joint, I'll be like, fuck, where's my keys? I just had them two seconds ago. And it's like somehow I'm just, you know, completely, and that's it. Then I know I'm high. It's, it's official. <laughs> it's official at that point. When I lose my shit, I've literally lost my shit. Um, but no, yeah, no, I, I get high. I don't get as, I don't, um, get as high as most people, but like, not like Wait Dave. till the 5280 challenge. Yes. I've been enjoying edibles, really. I, I, I found but a no, new Edibles are good. So that, like I was going to say earlier, if you do edibles, you could figure out your dosage pretty fast. If you're like, if, if that's why you smoke, you don't like, you could like immediately cut that in half just by eating the, the right edibles. Because at the end of the day, you'd be like, okay. Like I said, you'd think about getting high, but you wouldn't do it. You'd just be like, eh, I don't need to. It's okay. Boom. I'm already there. Whereas the minute you kind of do it from that point of view of just like reciprocate, you know, to keep doing it, it's too much. You, that's what happens. And you know what I have to say? Eating Incredibles, as much as I have been lately, it's... um. You, you know, everyone always says, well, it can take between 30 minutes and 27 hours to come on. It's not with this. With the, I, I take it and 60 minutes, boom, I'm, I'm there. That's really all it takes for me. So 50 milligram gummy, 60 minutes later, 
I'm good. For sure, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, if if cannabis isn't the thing, uh, what do you do mostly? For what, what's your what's your regimen? What's your kind of go to? I'm, I'm literally. I just just before I go here, I have to, I have to go pick up some weed, man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so... don't fall off the wagon because of us. Hopefully, Darren. I know. I know. In the long run, it's not good for me, and I, think, I, I hope to address I think... it because I can't be high all the time. I'm literally pretty much most of the day. I'm high. So well, there you go. I see. Then it's official. You're good. <laughs> you're good yeah. at that point. If you're high all the time, most of the yeah. time, then you are 100% good. No, it's, I think it is. I think uh, there's no real long, there's definitely no long term uh, negative side that outweighs any kind of uh, positive for sure. Because okay, um, the positive for no, me is that I'm much more tolerant to people all the time. And I think that's huge for everybody. It's like, I think right now, for all of people, us, people are short tempered. They're fucking. <laughs> on edge you know what i mean and i'm just fucking keel i'm level keeled always have been and just because you smoke a lot of weed and i think that's i think it's important for everybody because if you like like even just you talking about the stresses of running a label i automatically think back to yeah i probably lost money on like 80 percent of the shows i did just because i love the music and love the vibe but i didn't make any money you know i mean i lost money or me i might have broke even but they're very 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 few shows did we do make any money and it was always just about like pay everybody then you feel good about yourself and if you fucking get even lower than that it's a shit then it's a real shit show and then you, t you take it on personally just like you do because it's fucking part of your like you know and somebody out there is pissed off because they lost money on a show because they thought they're going to make money and it's like up to them to promote it proper and you know promoting is a money man you got you got more chance of going to the casino and doing red or black than you have putting on <laughs> Making money, it's that simple. I wouldn't advise anyone to do it. It's, yeah. it's not, no, 100%. 100%. Like, it's definitely, and then if you love, like, for me, I'd be like, sometimes I'd be, I'd go home and really just think, like, you know, really, that was like me hiring that fucking like digital to come play for me, and you know what I mean, like, personally, and I got to hang out with them, but you know, it cost me fucking two grand you know whatever whatever for the night you know you're just like well at least i got at least i like that at least it's not like i walked in and went, and, went, and went who the fuck is that guy you know so we always hired we always got people that we wanted to hear through id which was always good because it was always like okay we got to do you know hang out and be with the person we didn't make shit <laughs> you know occasionally you made something but it was it was all for the love but for me it was also promotion for my company so it was, didn't matter it was like you know i got to hang out with people give away a bunch of clothes even more lose even more money there you go that's that's the ticket uh so but that is the way things are happening now all over the fucking you know every genre that dan Bazarian lost 50 million dollars last year of other people's money trying to start a label a cannabis label because it's not easy it's like you got to be real you got to be authentic and that's what I liked about you is you were 100% authentic. So you're, and that's you, what the label represented was kind of like real authentic DJs that are fucking talented and they didn't fucking, there's no, nobody was lazy, you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, only, only, only people with high energy kind of came off that label, it seemed like. It was a good time. Man. It was a, it, you know, yeah, it was, it, it was, a, it was, it was, it was great. So besides you know I mean? and besides verse, who else was a big smokers out of that crew? Or everyone, Luxy, yeah, Ng, 
he um we all saw it. That yeah. was we saw this was improv for that. No, we went, this is Adam Strain. This is bubblegum. Why? Okay. And I you know, but I remember pretty much everybody that came through from your crew hundred percent smoked. There's always a, there's there's always an odd one out. I know I know a few people in there that didn't not from there maybe, but a few people that came through. But for the most Clute Clu- Clu- didn't smoke. Clute was not a smoker. I remember Clute didn't okay. smoke. <laughs> that was about it. He was like, he was like, no, no, don't smoke. It's like, okay. Came to the wrong party. Did you come up with this strain on um, Sage? Was that did you was that your strain? Yeah, it was me and my friend uh, Mo, actually. In what other strain did you come up with? And that was Monica's uh, boyfriend. You remember Monica, right? The purple haired yes. chick. From yeah, Amsterdam, yeah, yeah. DJ, so uh, D, D Monica. So that was her her boyfriend, uh, who brought the seeds to Amsterdam, and then him and I kind of did the selection together. But it, but then I, and then I put it out as a for, through THCs. But that was our that was our strain that we probably had the most uh, sort of influence within drum and bass, where people just remembered that. You know, they come to Amsterdam, they smoke a lot of weed, but they smoke some sage, and they'd be like, "Fuck, that's that's different, right?" What other strings have you come up with over the years? Um, well, the MK Ultra was a uh, was a big one. That was from over. The, that was when the, the Kush basically got brought over to uh, to Amsterdam and then worked from there. Um, and then, like the Pinsky Kush, old school right. was like the heavy duty fruity and uh, chocolate chunk and a few other big strains like that. And then uh, the Hog was one of them that we won a cup with. And then, uh, and then lately, there's been a whole bunch of new strains because we have a, uh, a breeder that's out there still working, and he is French, so all of our strains are French, basically. It's like French macaron and French cookies. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, everything's French now. La French Sage. Bread. There's La Sage. And I'm like, what the fuck? La Sage. I almost lost it. I almost lost it. When I, put La Sage. I was like, La Sage? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, anyway. Lost Sage? Ah, La Sage. Speaking of La Sage. La Sage. There he is. I was just asking, oui, who oui. else? Who else is a big smoker? Here's my big smoker right here. This is it. This is what happens to you when you come 18 years old to the fucking Amsterdam and get all high and, I don't know, how old were you? 19, 20? You were young. How old were you? You got him high for the first time in Amsterdam when he was 19? No, he was already getting He was already getting high. Like, can we hear you? No. Ben Cornelius. It's still connected. It's coming. It's coming. He's coming. There we go. Yes. Ah, there he is. Yes. You can change your background too if you want to hide up, hide all those. Do you uh, want to put a mask on? Hide all the porn that's behind you. <laughs> if you want to put a mask on, we'll all put masks on together. It's okay. I've got a text man and I've got a warrant for my arrest. No, just. He's got the facial recognition <laughs> off. He's 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 figured it all out. You um, really, you should have told us before we put the promo card up because it's just your face on it. So, so ben, I don't know. Welcome to the show. Glad you stay. Glad you stay up on a Friday night past twelve. I'm oh, impressed. I'm yeah. impressed. Where's Ben zooming in from? Uh, right, it was one fifty-five in Mallorca. They went in Selva in Mallorca. Mallorca, yeah. mate. <laughs> island life. He's on an island. He's on. He's in Mallorca, which is off of you know where Mallorca. Well, do you know where it is? You don't. Where know? are you? In Mallorca, off of Spain, little island off of Spain. Really? Come on, dude. Oh, nice. Get your geography. Very nice. What is this? What is this? You have cannabis. This is- KSS though. 
Oh, something grown oh, uh, bien. locally there, it looks like. It looks like some local yeah. local produce. Thing is, it's local like, produce, I like that. It's um, 25, 26 degrees centigrade and 55% humidity. So basically, it's like the optimum growing. So everybody grows, basically. Wow. Yeah. That's nice to hear. So, so uh, you, don't, you don't really need to bring weed there, basically, is what you're saying. America. No, man, it's be... legal to have two plants, and that means everybody's got 10. So. <laughs> is it two plants per person, or is it two plants per property? They just got a group per person? Uh, yeah, per household. Yeah. What, two, I live with two per people. household only, and everyone goes to anyway? Yeah, whatever. It's fucking wow. Spain. They don't give a shit. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, you remember those pictures of the sage back in the day? I mean, one seed, like, they turn into fucking trees. Like, it's literally one plant can be, like, 15 foot tall. So, nice. So, Jack, so, little, so, uh, so, you, so that makes you happy, a happy man, I guess. I was explaining earlier that you were the only guy that I saw who actually could stare at a bud for 20 minutes and just literally not, <laughs> not, not, not look at it. For, just stare at it for 20, 20, 20 minutes, I think, solid. Go home and paint it, absolutely, just like it was. I think he, he fell in love right there. I saw it. I saw it in front of my eyes. It was crazy. I was like, guy's in love. Um, yeah. Agent Sauer and um, Cushy. Oh, yeah, Cushy. See, some things we didn't say. Strains we didn't say. Yeah. There's some strains there. So um, when you first came out to Amsterdam, like I said, how old were you then? That was in uh, I was young, like 20, I reckon, yeah. or 21. I think you were even younger. <laughs> I think you, I personally think you might have been even younger. Yeah, but it was funny because uh, I really got to see uh, your career blossom into something pretty big because you got to go move on from there and then front for Pendulum and be a sort of hype, hype, hype man jumping off shit and almost. I was like, damn, what? There he is. Tell how that all goes. Yeah, it was um, Renegade Hardware was an era and it will never be repeated. And then from that, a few of us went off and did different things. And yeah, I think I found, it was my mate Joe Oakley who suggested, you know, just starting seeing for this lot. I think, I think, you know, it could be quite, you know, you could get quite busy, whatever. And I think nobody really had, had a clue what it would turn into. It went from being one really big tune at hardware called um, Vault. And then it was, that was it. And it was suddenly like, you know, it was uh, turned from that into a band, and before we knew it, it was like you know we was on the main stage of Glastonbury and that before Beyonce, and it was just like wow in the, in the space of literally seven years, fucking mental. Yeah. Um, Does Beyonce yeah. get high? <laughs> I don't think. I, I know that her band, like all the girls, she's got a female band, and they all smoke, all of them. Sweet. So, then she gets high. Yeah, I reckon. Man. Ben, answer your question. Yeah. What was your most memorable gig out of all those years with Pendulum? That's the one that stood out. Was it Wembley? Didn't you not yeah. do Wembley? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Glastonbury um, was pretty sick. Um, and then um, we did um, the last show we did in Perth was pretty mental because, yeah, that was like the last, everyone knew that that was going to be the last show. But then we did shows like we were on after Slipknot before Metallica. We, that was pretty fucking mental. We did a, we were on tour with Lincoln Park in America. So we did all the all the different um like Chicago Bulls Arena, Madison Square Gardens, done all that. Wow. Fuck. 
and then went on tour with Nine Inch Nails in in South America as well. Um, and then yeah, just, there was a lot of shows, man. Yeah. And and it, it kind of went on like because it was abroad. I don't think the UK realised all these things. No. Like, uh, and now, like you look back at it, it's all on YouTube, mate. And everything, everything's been recorded. So it's like it's just funny looking back over the years, you know what I mean? And um, but now, like, yeah, there's no gigs anywhere, and everybody's fucking trying to do something different, and it's pretty mad times, isn't it? What What made you move to Mallorca? I saw last week you put something. You got some business. Yeah, I, I was going to Ibiza a lot, and. Um, I was finding I really wanted to leave England because I, I got divorced and oh, I had really bad memories in England and I wanted to get out. And then my mate Joe was living here. I was in a beefer and you know what that's like. And I, I left there and I came here and I realised like um, it's, it's it's actually you know um, it's a really good standard of living. It's the airport's the busiest in Europe pretty much. You can fly anywhere. It's cheap food. All the food's organic from the island. Um, and then I got stuck here in lockdown, and then I've just decided to move here. Basically, I've been here for a year now. So. You could um, have wound up in worse places. Not, yeah, not a bad lockdown. No. Yeah, I've been I've been lucky to travel all over the world, and I think this place because this has got like mountains. It's like Jurassic Park. Fucking. It's you have dinosaurs. Oh uh, well. <laughs> It's one of those places where you're driving along and it wouldn't seem weird if the pterodactyls flew down in front of you. I'm sensing a remote show yeah. from this island, Adam. Yeah. Next yeah. year. We can do it. We can do it. Next yeah. year. But no, it's cool. I mean, they, they have like cannabis cups here and weed's pretty much decriminalized unless you've got like some guy got caught with 760 plants outdoors. $200 fine. Yeah, I think it was so stupid, but it's like, <laughs> that's the sort of attitude. It's like, it's, look, it look, it's looked at like lettuce or, or tomatoes or something. It's there was not a, simple. There was a guy with a grow shop down there at one point, pretty recently, mm. I think. He, and he had either chocolate chunk or acorn. I don't know which one, but he flooded the island with it for years. Mm. Keep your eyes out for him. <laughs> no, I, don't know, right. I don't know if he's still there. Genetics are here, mate. If you guys come up to me, I, I have the crusade. Crusade. Cushage. Cushage. Oh, cushage. You got the cushage. Like, see, see, see. Yeah. See? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another question for you, man. Sorry, I'm not taking over the interview. No, you are. This is what I have. This is my evil plan the whole time, was to get you and to turn into the host. Um, did you ever get tired of touring? Because yeah. people, it seems so glamorous, you're jumping on planes, but surely as an artist, it takes an emotional and physical toll, doesn't it? It does, mate. And especially when the vibe's not, you know, the vibe can yeah. get down. And, you know, if you have problems in your, in your personal life and then you have to go out and tour. Yeah. Personally, I always, I was never, I was never like really with a promoter. You know, I was never yeah. like, um, I was never like a prima donna or... Yeah, um, I, I always try to hold it down, and also with Paul, you know what Paul's like. He doesn't, he doesn't go, go out, he doesn't get fucked up. He's always on time, and that really helps. So that, yes. you know, like, that was easy to travel with someone yeah. like that. Okay. You, it's because he you grew know, his beard. It's because he grew his beard out. That's why. And he became a normal. Yeah. He became a normal person at that point. He was like, "Hey, I'm a normal guy with a big beard." He was a bit older. He didn't. Okay, let's talk about Keaton briefly. He didn't do a Keaton, did he? Where, where was? 
with them guys, I saw them Keaton grow from a 17-year-old to making the biggest tune of the year to going on tour around the world. So, sometimes success can be too quick mm-hmm. and too much. No, and... no, we all did drugs really young. Like Paul. Uh, or, or, uh... Age 16, he's doing Gary's mate. Optical, yeah. Like, like optical, <laughs> optical went yeah. going down. down. Me, we were a lot he went a little hard. He went a little hard. Metalheads at Blue Note, and like all that era, and and even then, I've I've done, I've brought all that out of the system, and 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 all that sniff and all that done all that. By the time we got to hardware, it was it was all about weed, 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 nothing else. But Keegan and all those lot, like they they'd never done that. So yeah. All that kind of shit when you're a bit older. It's yeah. a pretty fucking dangerous place. Like, yeah. you got money and you, you haven't got to be at, at work or at school because you make your own hours. And you can yeah. basically just get as buzzing as you want. And it's how long is a bit of string? Like, I mean, give someone the length of rope that hangs. I personally think there needs to be not a committee, but there needs to be something in place to talk to the young artists coming through and warn them of the pitfalls. Like, it might sound good like you're touring around the world, but if you're if you're not taking up if you're not looking after yourself physically and mentally, it's gonna catch up with you at some point. Yeah. We've seen crash and burn in this scene, Ben. I know, but it's it. Do you know what it is? Remember back in the day when you went into fabric back in the day and everyone was on the stairs like fucking buzzing. Oh, like, yeah. Now no yeah. one's even fucking no one even gets on it. Everyone's microdosing this. Like you know, a, bit, a little bit of that. Nobody's really... macrodosing anymore. Everyone's only microdosing. No, now, now, they, when did know. that happen? No, back in the day. Back in the day, like, we're. What what year is back in the day? Back in the days, like 2000, 2001. That that was when it was like, and all the people from that era. I saw, we've all been a little bit damaged. <laughs> <laughs> even if you go to a family wedding now, right? It's always the 40-year-old one who's come out of the toilet at halfway through the wedding and gone, oh, cheeky one in the toilet for you, mate. It's not <laughs> to get around that era of people. And it's, it's, it's mad to have lived for it's it. It's like but... train spotting era, basically. Yeah, no, but the, the era yeah. older than us yeah. was, well, they crack. And then before that, it was proper drugs, like heroin. Like yeah, yeah, proper drugs. <laughs> like heroin. <laughs> absolutely heroin, that's real drunk. You know, easy coke is nothing, man. Acid is—I don't want to put acid in any good thing with heroin. I used to—I I mean, come on. Now that's real I, drugs. That's real drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really? Well, I mean, England was a different animal for sure. Like the thing is, it's crazy. They—they they check the water. You know, the water department has like the total uh, finger on the pulse of London. Like they know exactly. Like every weekend. Tons of MDMA gets How flushed out. How many barbiturates were used? They're just like MDMA floods the fucking <laughs> systems, right? They're like, oh, look at this. And they can see, it's, literally, it's like a giant, like, yeah, it's literally like a giant, uh, you know, uh, example of what's happening internally in London at any given moment. And so, like, it's all cocaine and, and during the weekdays and then straight up in ecstasy on the weekends. And like, <laughs> flattens back out at cocaine. Cocaine's steady. It never stops. It just has a certain ratio. But they, So glad I have a septic system. Yes, yours is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that septic system. So, um, you 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 posted also on my uh, wall. So I was. You got some sort of a, a gig going on out there, Ben? Yeah, well, basically, I was riding my mountain bike loads in, and I was going down the road, seeing all these amazing places like Finkers, and I, I thought I could get a business because no one can travel here because of COVID. 
I thought if you own a house here and you're German or Dutch or English or whatever, you're probably pretty worried about your property. Because in Spain, if you leave it unattended for three months, people can, or people squat basically, and you can, oh, it's really, really legally hard to get them out. So I thought I'll start this company whereby I just, you know, look, go to people's houses, check they're okay, take video footage, drone footage. Have a party. Live there for a week. Live it. Live there for a week. Have a party. And and it's been really well accepted, mate. And um, I think people are yeah. Well, it's, it's started really well. So yeah. and also it's like you know I'm essentially just going there and taking pictures. It's a pretty easy job, right. and it's gonna. It means that I can just have an income on the island. No, you're hitting the reset button for them on that three months wind up with squatters. So every time you go, you know, you, you extend the shelf life of the house yeah, for at least another three months because you've been there. It's good service. It's a good service. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it's it. It's a big problem. Um, Why don't you just can so, you grow weed in all of the houses, though? Yeah, I've got a studio here and I'm making music. I've got like seven tunes coming out in the next three months. Been productive, but there's not a lot of money in that, unfortunately. So, um, all the money's in gigs. Yeah, I had 35 shows cancelled. Right? What? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Damn. So you got two more hustles to go, bro. You got a lot of work to do. <laughs> you got two. You got, you got to have three <laughs> hustles. We've already figured this out of the show. Three hustles, and you're you got you got one good one. You got one good one. You're missing the other big one, which would be your live shows. Now, now you have to have another two more. So it's okay. It's okay, Ben. I have faith in you. I know you'll do it. Yeah, it's, it's, these times are testing, man. I can imagine being in London must be fucking. I don't know what it must be like. Must well, be like I got a buddy there right now. He's losing his mind. Clayton. Clayton. I went out a couple of weeks ago and I saw a couple of DJs and yeah, everyone's everyone's in complaining then because mm. like you know going from four gigs a week to no gigs for six months is, is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. A few people obviously can't get money from the government because they won't be clearing obviously their earnings. You know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. And the government's, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. You're not in this country, so I don't know if you keep up. But, but anyway, the, the 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 guy from the government said that, um, yeah, the arts industry, everyone needs to find a new career. Yeah. Pretty much that. Yeah, retrain, I heard that, retrain. Oh, yeah, here in the U.S., they Broadway just announced that they're not going to open until summer of '21, or that's when they're, you know, saying they will. Wow, wow. Yes, I oh, know it's been it's been a complete shit show everywhere as far as entertainment industry. I bet, I bet you the marijuana industry's gone through the roof. Right? You just have to that's watch South Park and you get all the the official numbers. Like it's four hundred percent increase on South Park, right? Yeah. Integrity, <laughs> Integrity Farms had a four hundred percent increase, so I, I think that's right about on the money. Uh, but yeah, and over here it's been uh, full steam ahead on the cannabis because everybody's sitting home smoking weed. More weed than well, the government said cannabis is an essential service in yeah. Colorado, and leave, then that was it. You yeah. drive around, and yeah, exactly. You worked in the industry, man. You could flash your badge. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> my dream is to get the cold creek Kush. I want to get that cut. Holy moly, that's my favorite. That and the times. They they grow that at fourteener. How's how's Derek doing? He's, he's <clears throat> Derek, all right. Derek is doing good. Derek is good. I I, I went over to. Uh, the Incredibles workshop, the uh, medically correct workshop, and saw him the other day. 
it's like uh, he's like the mad professor now. He's got like just projects going in every every direction. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's just Colorado's been uh, Colorado's been interesting. What's that? We the tange, you remember? Sure do. Tange, Derek and Tange. The last time we were in the studio, I think, didn't he like take apart a Betamax with a toothpick and then put it back together? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. He's always tinkering on something and building something. He's got. I think he built one with his 3D printer. That's right. You know, he's going to be the first person to successfully 3D print cannabis. That's my prediction. Yeah. Wow. It's um, mad that we're in flavor though, because the DNA one, the tangy, is like on the front of all of that. See, this guy knows what he's talking about right here. You see how, see, he's well trained. He's well trained. <laughs> well, then they got, then the DNA guys got to take that uh, thumbs down off the, the YouTube thing then, since they got uh, mentioned in the positive light tonight. I love, I love that it was lovely, but when you get that original orange, you know that it's like, so you see, Clayton, sure. you see Clayton how how appreciative Ben is of cannabis. He's, like, he's he's the he's by far the the most appreciative in drum and bass. I already gave him that that title years, years ago. Anyway, yeah, years I ago. Don't know people that love weed like Ben. When I speak to Ben about weed, the, the passion in his face and the voice. Like, yeah, the tobacco like said, Mom was on it. Yeah, no, and you, and you see now he's grown he's grown up well. He's he's showing us jars of weed. That's always a good sign. Yeah, I'll show you something. Get Ben, get Ben some seeds, man. Get him some seeds to this island. Yes, you, the whole to island. This island. Be... Did you say to this island? Yes, to the island. Yes. Did you not hear that he said he's already there, bro? But your all your strains, yes. man. All the the ones you've just done in the last few months. No, obviously not. Jeez, no Dave is blowing me a cover on every way he can. Dave, might yeah. as well. Get the GP. Oh, look you at this! Look at this fresh, freshy, fresh, nice, niceness we got going on here. I just, I just took this down. Uh, it turned invisible, but you have. To, it looks awesome. You see, yeah, I see it. This is an auto. Auto is going well. Right, yeah. What's the uh, what, what strain we got going there? This is. I call this dirty haze. I think it's Slee Stack. We call it. Oh, um, Slee Stack was good. That's a good hash maker, by the way. And this is the um, Ami. You know the corker. Uh, cross with gelato, so it's. It could be interesting, man. I don't know. If yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think you can smoke it yet, though. I think you have to wait. Really? <laughs> I think it's a little fresh. I think it's a little fresh, in my opinion. And then, um, obviously, like two, three weeks in the jar. So at, at, at the humidity, at the humidity that you were talking about, and the temperature and stuff, how, what's your what's your dry time like? How's it working? It takes ten days, man. That's, uh, a, that's a good number. You can't take it out till it snaps. Takes about 24 hours here in Colorado, so you're kind of lucky. Yeah, I just bought a new humidifier for my dry room. I was just like, what a weird world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a de- humidifier, humidifier for, for the dry room. Rooms. I'm like, oh yeah, and a bigger one. I need a bigger one. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, if you take it out before it snaps, then um, it can rot in the jar even. It's that humid. It's, it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so you're planning on staying there, it sounds like, for a bit, huh? Yeah, I've got my appointment to get residency on Thursday. Next week. <coughs> you just get residency. The Brexit. Ben, you just get residency out there. Yeah, man. Is it straightforward, then? Yeah, it's really easy. 
And um, yeah, there's a big scene as well here for drum and bass. Um, nobody thinks of Mallorca as like there's a scene for drum and bass. They always think of Magaluf. But all of those people love jungle. And as soon as it's ready to go, I'm going to do a weekly night out here as well. Wow. And yeah. Uh -oh. Try to get away. He, Clayton tried to get away. They're gonna pull him back in. He's gonna pull him back in slowly. He's gonna be like, "I told you not to. I'll never do this." You're gonna to have to, Clayton. You're gonna to have to do a thirty-year. You must be at um, one. I'll hang up my hat. I've had enough. I've, I've done my bloody. I should get a purple heart for gallantry. The amount of service I put in, man. I'm cool, man. I'll tell you a funny story though. Um. Up until about a year ago, I was very, you know what, this drummer bass, the new producers like the age, don't know what they're doing. It's not, it's not that. It's just a new generation who are gonna take it and and make and put their own twist on it. And I've got to, as someone who helped shape the scene, I've got to be like, you know what, take it over and and not and not kind of try to, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Try to keep it how it was. It's gonna change because right. the new generation are gonna put their twist on it, isn't it? Because. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I was looking at, I was looking when I, when we were talking about doing the show, I was, you know, punching in Renegade Hardware and then like the first things that were popping up were like 2006 Dogs on Acid or something things and I was like, oh man, I'm having a flashback now. So like I was like started looking at the thing, I was like, look at this, this is crazy shit because it was like, there's so much, so much has happened, uh, you know, in, in those years that uh, didn't get documented. Uh, Can you imagine if we had the internet during those days? Exactly. I, I know, exactly. Like, we were the last ones to get away with, like, maybe a few yeah. cell phone cameras and a few shots here and there, but there was nobody had high quality, uh, nobody uh -huh. had high quality video like nowadays. And I think that's also probably part, like, why the scene will never be the like it was, because, you know, there's the, the, that whole thing of going out partying late and coming leaving on a thursday and coming home on a sunday those days are kind of <laughs> not, not happening that's anymore in our, in our world like in dmb but it's techno now in techno that's normal in dmb it's like you know i don't know it's funny but um i think clayton with what you said i think if the music doesn't move forward then there's a problem you know what i mean yes. i think today somebody would make a sick tune and then for the next two months everyone would just copy it and then oh. make I don't know if you remember for the last couple of years the big thing is the old fog horn. Everyone's putting mm -hmm. fog horns in their tunes. Benio made it famous. And now every other tune's a fog horn. You're like, where's your like come on man, come up with something new. Like, how simple well, it's too much copycatting going on, man. There's I think what and I'm not trying I'm fog, not trying to much foghorn leghorn going on around. So there's too much foghorn leghorn. More cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell. We need more cowbell. <laughs> more less cowbell. foghorn and leghorn. Please. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I get, you. I get. I think one of the problems now, back in the day, you could hear a tune and know who the producer was. Producer had their own sound. Mm -hmm. Each camp had their own little sound. Now everyone sounds like everyone. Right. It's, no the, same, it's the same with the genres. Like now, I'm lost. I don't fucking get anything. I'll be like, what is this? this is what is this supposed to be? Because it's got every fucking trying to put like like a dog's breakfast every time, where there's like nine different things happening at the same time, where you're like, I don't know, it's unclassifiable in my mind, but. Um, we're getting into that zone where there's a lot of that in all aspects, you know, whether it's strains that are getting all just copycat. Cause that's the thing with strains. And, and I always compare music and, and producing music and producing cannabis as being very similar. It's very like, kind of like real obvious in my mind, just because 
we put something out, people can copy it, they can take a clone, they can make fucking 2,000 clones, sell it to other people, make more money off of it than I made. Like, I, I just gave you one clone, you just sold how many, and you made how much? Like, holy shit. So there's all that kind of going on, the backstabbing, fucking flip-flopping. Once you get it, you get it. You know, you steal it, you steal it. You know, you're all nice to people until you get it, and then all of a sudden you're not nice to each other. There's all these little weird, weird parallels, you know? And so I always try to explain it to people, like, Cannabis and music uh, production are very similar, and they both have the same pitfalls, which is like you, you, you're giving people, you know, something that's intangible but tangible. You know, when it comes to the money, because that's for sure. But sure. if you get it, so what's the strain? <laughs> what's, what's the flavor out there at the moment? What's everybody talking about? Uh, I'm still rocking old stuff. I got MK Ultra here, which is actually everyone's favorite thing now. Again, it's like backup again. It's like, oh yeah, loving the MK. Um, I got Sage and Sour and MK in front of me right now, and uh, and I still got the Burmese Kush and I've got Kushage and I've got all, all those. I got those, and then I got a few new things. I got some uh, uh, seed, a bunch of seed crosses, obviously that I've been doing too. But at the moment, the hard part is keeping the originals alive, so you don't lose those. <laughs> and then uh, the new stuff just kind of comes and goes. So you still got the original sage cut then, the one, like the original. Yeah. I actually had it tissue cultured um, from our buddies and, and uh, getting it back soon. So, yeah, cleaned up and ready to roll. Clayton, I'll never forget, you, like, you'd know when Adam was at Renegade Hardware because the whole freaking place just stunk. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know he's here. Like, I don't know where he is, but I can smell it, man. He's, he's arrived. He's arrived. And then we'll let him go. <laughs> he was like the Pied Piper. You'd come in there and be like, yep, he's here. <laughs> yeah, with the laminates as well. Come on, man. What does that on. gas smell? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was always, it was always funny because it was like the, uh, the sage definitely... Like I was saying to Clayton, people remembered that because it would be like they'd smoke amnesia, 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 and boom, all of a sudden they get some sage. Like, what the fuck? So, the fuck is that? It was sativa dominant, wasn't it? Yeah, it had that. It, it had that sandalwoody kind of edge that everyone likes. That I think yeah. in the end it made it more. Like it definitely hit every bell and whistle, which is what, what's important. Uh, yeah, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Speaking of hitting all the bells and whistles, we're gonna wind down like ten minutes because that'll be an hour and a half at that point. And I still got another guest, but uh, we wanted to have Adi come. But I know she's got a, it's tough. She's got kids, work. She gave me nine excuses before I could ever even say, "Don't worry about it. It's all good." Because she, I know she wanted to be here. But uh, also, uh, Ben, you're gonna be. I, I guess you're stuck there, right? You're stuck in paradise. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there's going to be another lockdown. Where? Tough call. What's no. the girls like over there, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we left that conversation. I'm actually going to... Uh, well, I say that. We just locked that. I'm not sure, but I'm, I want to go to Barcelona. I've, I've yeah, got yeah. Well, if I do, if I do, I'll, I'll obviously I'll try to. Oh, our buddies at Treasure. If you go to Barcelona, you have to go see our friends at Treasure, Petey, yeah, cool. and he's uh, he'll give you a free entrance and a free membership and a free joint and take care of you. And you yeah, just tell you can't him. talk to me, that guy, man. He's done safe. deal. You have to say done deal, though. That's the only. Done answer. deal. That's it. You have to. 
And there's this little Chinese restaurant in Amsterdam. You can ask the waitress for the done deal there too. It's not going to work, but just it'll be funny. <laughs> She's been asked many times now, but it's still not working. Um, Wait, one more question. Yeah. Who's got, what state in America has got the best weed? Is it California? Colorado. Um, it depends. I, I think, I think, no, I think California's got definitely when it comes no. to yes. When it comes to nope. overall, overall, if you really put the numbers together, they've got more people doing it. They've got more history. But I tell you, what we do have here is better hash. We we crush the hash because our conditions are better. We're high altitude. We're already a mile high, which is like going to save your equipment, right? Because it's got to work less. And on top of that, we we have dry conditions, right? So it's dry. And high altitude, which doesn't work. So what happens is we grow good weed, and we can't fucking cure it properly because it's like it gets too dry. Like you pull it out. Every time you pull it out, it gets drier. Whereas where you are, Ben, if you take it out, it gets wetter, right? It's like, ah, you put it in. Ah, it's Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> so it's the opposite it's problems. It's almost like paper bag in the sun time. You know, that one's just yeah. like, how do you get it? Yeah. Because, I, I, I remember, never forget you telling me, you said... When you're in, um, when you're in Cali, like when you're in New York, you can say, oh, "I've got weed from Cali," and everyone's like, "Wow!" But when you're in Cali, you can never say to a Californian, "Yeah, I've got weed from New York." Like it just wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Even though some of the weed coming out of New York can be better than the weed in Cali. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts is impressed. There's a few states that like have their own little reputation where you're like, you go, "Really?" Oh. Like Vermont always had that at one point. Vermont had good weed and still does, I'm sure. But like, uh, definitely Massachusetts. If you know and you're in the know, you know there's some good weed there. Like we had earlier, the chem dog comes from there, so that's like prevalent. There's a lot of good chem growers. Um, and uh, you know, there's there's states. That, like Colorado has great growers. Believe me, there's good weed here. Just you, you can't really hold on to it very long, and you can't dry it good, and it's a fucking pain in the ass. There's a lot of we have issues. We got issues over here, but I like it better. Issues. I'd rather have it drier than wetter, though, because the wetter sucks, right? Yeah. Right, Ben? Wetter, <laughs> wetter just sucks. Wetter sucks. It just kills your weed. Bad. Kills your weed, right? It's, it's a, yeah, but it grows well. So, you ever gonna get into growing there? You think about maybe now with your restaurant, you should do a little. You should start to grow. Have your restaurant, grow your own vegetables, a couple weed plants. Clayton, do me? Yeah. What do you think? Think so. Well, um, I got arrested about four, five years ago for growing weed in my loft. So yeah, that's us. Um, uh, you already got, you already got busted for growing. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah, then yeah, yeah, forget yeah. about All it. Right, then. Forget that. All shit, right. Man. I tried. I thought it, maybe I had a new career for you. I was like, hey, if he's as good at no. that as he is producing and making no, people man. put out I, proper I records, and I was that close going to jail, man. I was like, nah, don't need that. So I'll just stick to buying it and smoking it. And that was before, before that was still like in the in between phase, or that was somewhere along the way. No, it was about four or five years ago. And oh, yeah, it, 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 was, it was not a good. Look. No. no, damn. Okay, well, we almost had a career. We almost changed changed careers. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. We got our next guest coming up. So uh, wow. I want to thank I want to thank Clayton. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Clayton. Thank you, man. Yeah, opening up and telling us a little bit about a little bit about the Renegade Harvest. We've already put the uh, link up on the on the chat, so if you're interested, check that out. Check out the discography and check out just online. It's all there. You can 
look at you some. It's just an endless web of talent. If you once you start, if you use Renegade hardware as a sort of starting point and just branch out from there, you'll 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 run across an incredible library of some of the best drum and bass out there. I guarantee. You've given me the impetus to start my podcast. I want to do. I want to get you as a guest on there, Max. Oh, for hundred percent. I'm down. You know, I love talking about myself. <laughs> That's obvious. That's obvious, right? What? What? No one ever said that. Uh, Are you serious? All right, man. Thanks for thanks for checking in finally. And Ben, thanks for checking, staying up, and uh, hanging out, showing us your weed. Yeah, it's great to see you, Adam. Mate, always. Uh, I'm signing out. She's signing out. Peace. Peace. Thank you. All right, my friend. Thank you, man. Thank you. Wow. This is the hard part when I'm feeling good. What? How do we? Who do we? Boom. And Push the button. Look at look at how smooth. How smooth Unmute we are. yourself. Oh yeah. Hold on, we got. Shady, unmute yourself. There hey go. there. Hey there. It's Shadi. Shadi. Exactly. Like, so, like Adi. Sorry. We, have, we have a friend named Adi, so we were like, oh. And actually, she's a drum and bass DJ signed on Clayton's label. So it was one of those like, wow. Nice. It almost looks like one of our flyers. <laughs> we got the names. They, look, they lined up perfect. So Shadi, uh, and how do you pronounce her last name so we don't fuck that up too on top of everything? No, it's, <laughs> it's Shadi Ramey. Ramey. Okay, cool. Shadi Ramey. Nice. Well, we met. I think we met like about at the at the at the Hemp Expo back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Nice to see you again. Um, nice to see you. And so you've you've been in the staying in the space, obviously staying within the hemp space, and the in the organic uh, sort of realm here. And now it's funny because my my uh, not really funny. It was just coincident, like interesting. But uh, MTI was saying like. She's a micro chef. What the fuck's a micro chef? I tried to look it up and I was trying to figure it out and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I was like, dude, what's a micro? Oh, it makes sense now. So explain explain that title, just since that's one. That is the title of a big nerd. And yeah, I just I love mushrooms so much. And I like to um, just just working with culinary and medicinal mushrooms on different levels, um, doing different projects. And I like to like really nerd out and, and immerse in one mushroom and learn as much as I can about it and then work with it for a while and then move on to the next mushroom. Cool. It's kind of what I'm up to. And, and, um, so in this, so is this uh, cookbook basically cannabis and mushrooms mixed already, or is it kind of one new, new chapter literally in your life? No, it's it's mostly hemp. Okay. It, it's hemp, although there are a couple of mushroom hemp mushroom re recipes in there because they they go really well together. Yeah, I would. I would yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. They do. So I was already like, okay, that seems like a logical step. Um, so so the Michael Chef is 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 from like just all const. That's pretty much your self proclaimed title at this point, or made a, or like yeah. you've created your own genre. Let's say at this point. Yeah, I think there are, there are some other people doing that too. I'm really into like I'm, I mean. Yeah, I have a background in anthropology, and uh, that's like I had a, it was a degree I went to school for, and so I'm like interested in like cross cultural psychedelics. I'm interested nice. in cultural mycology. Um, yeah. And then and then uh, and then this the book that you wrote, which is Hemp Could Save the World, right? Is sort of a, is that you know to Jack, or is that just kind of like the, the reality that 
because mushrooms can save the world too. I think there's 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 definitely yeah. definitely those two things combined should fucking save at least two or two worlds, right? I mean, we should be able to double down on that. Um, we could double down. We could. Because I think I, I, I used but, to I used to be under the impression that it was only cannabis because of J- Red Jack's book, and 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 you know his his whole hundred thousand dollar challenge, and it was like well there's nothing else that could do it, but now when I look at mushrooms I kind of think fuck maybe mushrooms could do it too because they 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 are pretty much as versatile if not more maybe because there's so many kinds of mushrooms and absolutely um, absolutely yeah. It's amazing that there was just the Telluride Mushroom Festival, and um, it was just amazing to see what people are doing with mushrooms and the capacity, like just what you're just to what you're what you're saying about Packa- really saving pa- the- like packaging or something like that. Those are the all cool. kinds of stuff. There's coffins, packaging, like phytoremediation, bioremediation, all kinds of sounds food. like all three. Sounds like all three in one. Phytoremediating yeah. casket. Right, so yeah. So, so how many caskets do you need today? We need a final remediation I casket for Me this. too. Yeah. I'd be down. For sure. For sure. Would I be psychedelic in a little while? <laughs> yeah, Afterwards? No. Like would like would like would it be like the whole process is we're gonna put you in this, you know, psilocybin type of mushroom spore chamber mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna go into the earth and when the mushrooms sprout up, people are gonna eat them and get high. That's your special one. I want that. Amazing. Yeah, put that down. Write that down. Sign me up. So so this cookbook that you put together, when did you start it? I started it because I started um, growing hemp in 2015. And, um, yeah, I was just, like, living with the plants every day and just vibes in and then starting to make different kinds of food and having the opportunity to like juice and do all kinds of stuff with the leaves and just having the access to it. And then just nerding out again, like immersing in it and kind of going way beyond the like sprinkle on a salad and, and kind of just going deeper. And then, you know, I was really interested in like, again, the cross cultural application of, of cannabis in general. And so trying to riff off that a little bit and, learning about different cultures and their connection to cannabis and some of their food culture. And Hmm. that's, that's how it started. And then it it ended as like a, like more of like an environmental thing and a call to action because a while, about a year ago, I had reached out to some self-proclaimed leaders in the cannabis space about printing on hemp. Hmm. And they were like, poo pooed it. And they're like, nah, it's too expensive. It's not, it's went not to the Don of Cannabis to get the nod for a business idea. Don't say Don, and they went, bro. No you're, almost, you're almost right on the money if you say Don. It's like, Holy moly. <laughs> not the Don. Yeah, I didn't want the Don. I wanted them to print it on hemp. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it's, they, it's been a, I think the whole printing on hemp has been a struggle for years because everybody thinks it's easy, sure. and then they check it out, and they're like, wait a minute, why? That's like seven times as expensive as a regular paper. Like, yep. Totally. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so you, and it's still expensive, just as expensive. Really? But it's a yeah. I think it's really important to like show leadership like that and be like, you know, in order for things to, you know, be more accessible in the marketplace, like we need to to choose to spend money on certain things as as conscious capitalistic capitalists. I think the nicest book I ever saw was the German version of The Emperor, which was like hard copy on hemp and like super nice, like so nice that you were like, holy shit, dude! Like this is like way better, like representation than the big floppy fucking thing I used sure. to carry around because it looked like, you know, 
some college, some college book that you were like, flat, it's the Bible, look, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden the Germans came out with like literally the Bible. It looked like the Bible. It was like all the same information, but less pictures and more like a book. And anyway, uh, overall though, it is really expensive. Like we even to get printed for our hang tags for a hoodlum was expensive. We'd be like, fuck, that's like way more expensive. And I mean, though the quality would be high and it'd be worth it, it's just you got to find the client. You you have to reduce your numbers to a reasonable number. Otherwise, you're stuck with. Don't do hemp calendars. Just don't do hemp calendars. That's only going to know. Don't ever do. Don't ever try to make a hemp calendar. It won't work, and you'll fucking spend way too much money and get stuck with them. What's going on over there, Carta? You got quacked. Did he pull his card out, or is it noisy cricket? No, his card, and he got quacked out. There you up. go, baby. He's all cracked up. This is when we should have the camera, the cough cam on MTI. Pretty much. Pretty much. This is, the... is he going to be okay? You look concerned, Adam. It might be COVID. I'm just wondering. Like, is this... <laughs> <laughs> He's lost a lot of lung power. He's looking kind of weak Uh-oh. over here. I don't know. Uh, so did you... Mask up. Did you... Uh... Did we get frozen? Is she frozen? Frozen. Uh, frozen, frozen, frozen. You can still hear her, but there you go. Oh, there she is. Oh, she's back. She's back. So you were frozen, uh, like yeah. It was not a great frozen. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a, it was definitely, it was definitely a. We have to start over, frozen. It would have been not a good. <laughs> so so, uh, I think with make so were you making like hemp flour or what was the main main ingredient of hemp? Because that's the hardest part. When people think hemp, they think okay, it's only hemp seed, and then it's like okay, that's definitely part of it. But there's so much more to the plant. Were you using like I know you're juicing, like you're saying, but were you also making like a hemp flour or anything like that? Or what was your main hemp ingredient within the hemp? Uh, main ingredient. Less- main ingredient: hemp seeds, uh-huh. and then there's recipes with hemp seed oil, uh-huh. hemp leaf. Um, yeah, those are the those are the three. Oh, and also there is a one chapter for like full spectrum extract. Is there a, a way I can put hemp flour in my bagels? Is it that, that type of flour? Yeah, yeah, of course. The key is I not would, too much. Yeah. Ooh, because we've 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 had access to lots of it, and we tried. We gave it to professional bakers. And they came back with their fucking like hands in the air, like what the fuck did you do to us, dude? These things are taking two hours to cook. They should only take twenty minutes. You know, like it was like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fireproof, indestructible, very heavy, super rich, <laughs> super rich. You know, way too rich. Like if we tried to make muffins, and we had to like keep cutting it, cutting it, and cutting it. And by the time we were cutting it to the front, where it was actually like, okay, this is something people are going to recognize and eat. It was like, yeah, we were down to less than half because it was you can't. It's very hard to do hundred percent hemp flour or anything i can tell you that from experience so no i couldn't do it 100 percent, but i could mix it in with the high gluten and the yeah. double op that i use when i make bagels of course for sure of course hemp is a real hard medium to work with just in some ways and it's amazing when it works when it works it's fucking the best but when it's when you go up against a wall it's hard did you uh so do, how do these recipes kind of evolve? Was it like stuff that you already knew how to do and you kind of added to it? Or is it like straight up had to learn from the ground up and just... Both. Yeah. Both. So it's like tabbouleh. I'm, I'm Persian. I love Middle Eastern Mediterranean food. So it's like, you know, tabbouleh super OG and then wanted it to, to do it with hemp hearts. Um, so there was definitely stuff like that where I already had kind of my repertoire and then I was adding 
that. And then there was just like, you know, I have a homie, a sister who's from um, Czech Republic, who's in hemp. And I was like, oh, I want to make like a Czech thing. So I made like Brambaraki and I had to like figure that out. And again, back to the super dense and like sometimes just really didn't work out. And then there was a lot of things that, that were really good that like didn't make the cookbook. But there is a whole chapter on baking, mm-hmm. a baking chapter that's set in Colorado at our altitude. And that, that shit comes out real nice. I need, where do I get my copy? <laughs> Whoa, slow down, Bucky. Yeah. Slow the fuck down. So, um, it's, so you got, what did you say, like six chapters, say like six chapters, eight chapters, something. Uh, do you do anything? Is it, do you have any online kind of stuff where connected to it or is it all pictures and how, how how's, how's it laid out? Well, there aren't, it's not, doesn't have pictures. Okay. Did I freeze again? Yeah. This one's better Shit. though. Way better. I hope it's better. Okay. It was way better. Okay. <laughs> you were fine. No, that one was all right. That was all right. You had this one going this time, so you were good. Yeah, it was very, very okay, serious. Okay. Serious. Okay. But good. Just answer this. Um, what was the question? Um, just if there was, because you said there's no pictures, so was there any kind of, did, oh, you, ever, yeah. did you do any like online versions of this stuff or? To... I didn't. We have a PDF version mm-hmm. and then we have like a limited press a limited print run on the hemp books that we're only printing so many of those and then the rest is all available on pdf and again the picture thing was more like back to the environmental decision making and Mm. how it started where it was going to just be like my bougie foodie pictures that i love like on my instagram right but then (laughs) as it evolved to holy shit i'm gonna i'm gonna do this on hemp paper yeah i'm gonna make call to action there's like all kinds of political stuff kind of riddled throughout the book yeah. And then it was like, I have to sacrifice my own desire to feed my ego with my gorgeous bougie shit yeah. to, to, probably, to make, do the environmental stuff. No, it's probably it's like my it, Instagram page. Well, it's the reality also. It's like whenever you print stuff for real, like if you print stuff on a computer, it's like one thing. But when you go to a printer and you're like, I don't want it to be like every color of the rainbow, bro. And then I, they're like, oh, cool. And then they give you the price and you're like, Fuck! Can I just do one color? Yeah, like black I, can, and white. so black and white. <laughs> can I make all the rainbows black and white? Is that cool? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So there we go. Now you're looking at this price, and you're like, oh, that's way better. I'll do that instead of the seven, because everybody overdoes it, right? And then when they actually do it, it's like, oh shit. So was it? So it was printed on hemp paper, but it was also printed like with an old school printer, or was it like uh, done with laser? It's, just- it's a Heidelberg. Well, it's just PDF. Online. Oh, sorry, it's PDF only. Oh, okay, so it's on PDF. PDF or right. a hemp version. Oh, okay. Those are the choices. Yeah, but the hemp version itself was uh, okay. So I, I was thinking it was printed only on hemp, and not. I get you. I get you now. It's it, digital it is hemp. Only on hemp, if you get it printed. If not, you just get it sure. through your upload it on your computer. And you can print it on your own hemp. We used to get rolls of hemp. We, we, we had some pretty decent hemp paper from Germany, but it was again the same thing. Where it was kind of upside down. Where the guy we wanted to order more, and he would like go, ah, you don't want it. I'd be like, no, oh, we want it. He's like, ah, it's too expensive. Like he didn't want to order it because he didn't make shit off of it, and you know he didn't want to make it because he didn't make hardly anything off of it because it was already so expensive that by the time or, you know it was like you had to be top to bottom with it or else there was no way around it and they tried to come in at the market but it was really nice we used it for everything that's awesome i can't remember the name of it but it was gorgeous had a really dope leaf that they made which was nice like a cute one it was a cute leaf it wasn't all trying (laughs) wasn't trying too hard it was like no it looks good looks nice wasn't like usually they're like overly trying yeah and that was all in fucking you know what like embossed in there and shit so it was sweet sweet shit sweet Once again, too good. Um, 
did you uh so you, you were saying about mushrooms you said what, how many recipes you got in there what kind of mushrooms like lion's mane or is it like chaga or some sort of medicinal there's a chaga Mm -hmm. a mushroom recipe in there it's actually like a rice skillet with a, a nishinabe rice from white earth nation uh winona leduc wrote the forward oh, there you go that's that's awesome and um yeah so anyways one time when she was here i got some of that that rice from her and so i wanted to like kind of bring in the vibe of like the north like that so it's like chestnuts chaga hemp and the manumin which is the wild rice and then um, there is a lion's mane matcha fat bombs for your brain that's oh, yeah. in there. CC made those. those fat, a... Yeah, yeah. CC made fat bombs for yeah. Nick's birthday. Those Love are them. amazing, amazing. Yeah. I want a fat bomb. Yeah, you yeah. definitely need. You need. You need more fat. Holy bombs! I'm thinking. Everything you're saying, I'm thinking. Wait a minute. Can yeah. this help me? I have so many isms. I don't need a therapist. I need a team of them sitting around nodding in agreement or didn't. No, 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 no. That way. No, you know, so. Maybe fat, I should fat try bombs this are amazing. Stuff. Fat bombs are amazing, and they're pretty easy to make. They should. They were like they weren't weren't too complicated. Once you get rolling, and you, this guy I can trade make, bagels. He can for make fat he bombs. can make amazing bagels. So we got a little bit of a trade going on on the side here. For sure. <laughs> and then the third thing there was king trumpet mushrooms. There's like a king trumpet mushroom, um, like hemp tacos, and then there was um, yeah, something with some shiitake. So there's like four mushrooms in there, I think four or five. Nice. And those are, and, and do you, you, you put sourcing in there for people? Cause that's always, everyone is always asking me where to get them from. Do you have a sort of yep, particular, website. particular, you have a particular website. yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, cause I think that's like the, <laughs> it's going to slip it. Like, uh, you know how hemp it's weird. Hemp slipped in because of cannabis, right? Took, took cannabis to get legal, to get people to open their eyes even a little further and go like, wait a minute. So hemp too. Oh, I guess you guys could do that. I was like, Jesus Christ. That was like, years that was like seven years after you know more than that even uh you know, 17 years after before they could actually do, do that you're like okay that took a long time but i think with mushrooms it's sort of similar too where psychedelic mushrooms are getting a lot of play right now people are starting to realize it's for good for ptsd you know it has it has so many benefits and that we haven't even tapped into but it, you know the fact that it can you know it can change and, and morph it, to our advantage, you know what I mean? Like mushrooms are amazing. Yeah. Like there's so much unknown and so much untapped, but but that, because people are hearing about microdosing and therapy with some sort of, you know, controlled therapy, but all of a sudden we're slipping in on a daily lion's, like lion's mane I think is one of the ones, I don't know why it got everybody so sort of like curious, but it seems like lion's mane, more people I talk to about it, they're like, oh fuck, yeah. I do it every day and I'm like, oh, so you know it too. Like, okay, this is becoming kind of, oh, not mainstream, but definitely getting out there where people are recognizing that as the, not the first medicinal mushroom, but the one that's making everybody see the bigger picture, you know? And Chaga, I think, is way more, like, that's such a good one that, like, I just know that's working almost immediately, not immediately, but that one I can really, Lion's Mane, I think if you have PT, like I said, if you have a sort of brain issue or something, you'll, we have a friend who got his smell back, Uncle Uncle Andy. He uh, had PTSD from a traumatic brain injury. Got a lion's mane for six months and regained his smell because he had completely like he had no smell. And he's a grower, so that's like, like hell on earth, right? Like it's like no of all the things, you know, of all the things you should have taken an arm because smell. If you can't smell weed and you work around weed every day, that's pretty shitty. You know, right? You can't appreciate taste if you can't appreciate smell. So it's 
it's for all, us. It's all fucking connected, right? But uh, so what, what? I mean, you were saying like psychedelics. So obviously, not just regular medicinal mushrooms, but psychedelic mushrooms are obviously within your wheelhouse. <laughs> also, are you thinking about? Uh, are you doing anything along those lines? Because there's so much going on right now with, you know, groups putting it either legal, you know, either decriminalizing it here in Colorado, which is awesome, or Denver, which is awesome, and sure. moving from state to state. But, uh, you know, are you doing anything in that in that realm right now, or? Yeah, I'm working on basically doing formulations because that's something I have like a 15-year background with is different product formulations. Um, I had a couple of different product lines lines in and out of the hemp space and prior to that with like food. food. So yeah, I've work, been working on um, like some psychedelic chocolates you know, that are in and um, just kind of waiting for some other people on the team to bring their shit together, but I'm all ready to go on that. And then I'm this year... Um, starting in 2021, I'll be teaching um, some classes on like psychedelic, like cross-cultural psychedelic preparations. Mm. And it, yeah, I'll be doing that in Denver this this winter. It'll be the first one. Nice. Now I'm going to put this here. This yeah, that was the second. Is, uh, I would put the the first one as the funniest one. The second one, okay, this one's <laughs> medium. This is know. a medium. That was a medium. That was a medium. It was a medium. Yeah, it was a medium. It was all right. All right, it was, you're it was back. Acceptable. Um, Are you on dial-up? <laughs> No. Am I? Yeah. No, but I'm like in the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're like me at my farm. So. I'm Earthlink. It's all right. It's like, all right. Earthlink. Earthlink. Holy wow. moly, they're still around? No, no, that's what I meant. No, they're not. <laughs> I was like, okay. wow. <laughs> um, Prodigy. So, I mean, one thing that working with, with uh, juicing hemp, since you said you were doing that, I mean, the hardest part, I think, is finding clean enough stuff to to juice right because like as a grower i'm like i ain't juicing that i, I know where that's been um <laughs> so if you are unless you're growing it for that i mean did you have access to like your own uh un, you know not affected by anything because that's one of the things if you're juicing something you're going to be juicing everything right so yes yes um i uh 2015 through 19 i had my own hemp farm outside of Boulder. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm like on my little two acre property now. And then now I'm like boycotting hemp licenses and um, I'm just growing straight up THC. So I've just been juicing that. And so I grow it and it's all beautiful and I know where it's coming from and it's medicine and not sketchy. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds way better. Um, yeah. And so what's your, cause I mean, that's one thing I think there's a lot of like people, people are juicing stuff that maybe is not, the ideal i mean what's your favorite sort of form because it seems like i just by looking at the plant i would want something to be young and tender and juicy and so that's why i would juice it whereas i get plants that are older and woody and fucking you know that's not going to be the it's not an option right so no so yeah no i'm saying with you just the young um just young fresh leaves and then i like to like i did some nerding out in Ayurveda and Ayurvedic medicine and the materia medica there. You don't, it's not, you don't ever really just have one herb. So like when they, they, they don't, they wouldn't believe in like just smoking ganja, right. you, you add other things. And so I kind of have taken from that lineage and, and with the juicing certainly. And so it's like not always just cannabis, like cannabis, nettles, purslane, celery. Those are like kinds of juices with apple, green mm. apple, something I like to make a lot and combining different things. Sure. 
I mean, yeah, with cannabis, it's, it's rough because, I mean, obviously tobacco and cannabis is the main thing that people would mix, right? Anything else, I think, folks, I, should, I haven't heard any, I haven't seen any other thing that I would be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's, let's, so the only thing I mix with my cannabis is hash. So it's more, more, more hash. You know, it's so, and the but, paper that wraps it up. But, but, but in general, I guess, yeah, there is, I mean, 100% plants work together. I mean, obviously with Aya and things like that, there's, you know, you, it wouldn't work if it didn't get mixed, right? So there's, there's magic within those formulations. Um, and, and with food, uh, you're kind of doing the same thing, right? You're doing like you're putting things together that maybe most people wouldn't, you know, know to do. And the minute they do, it's like, oh shit! Like it creates a a combination that wouldn't wouldn't be as interesting if either one of those things were individually, you know, consumed. So it's kind of you're, you're doing the same, I guess. Why can't you make mushroom paper? You, there is. You can do that. Oh, you can do a mushroom. It's there. I stole my head. I thought I had it right there. I thought that was the light bulb and we were all going to get rich together. That's your second light bulb. You're good. We need a whiteboard and like a big fat J. Got that. I got the J. I got that. Got the J. Don't have a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard. We can create the background into a whiteboard. That's not Yeah. But in general, yeah, mushrooms are endless. I mean, anything you can think of. And that's the cool part is that there's so many people now who. Uh, are going to change their direction of, of what they're doing. And hopefully more people are thinking about, you know, earth-friendly options. And because the thing is people realize quickly too that it doesn't work if it's like, if you have a stack of things that are, uh, you know, made unenvironmentally friendly and nobody wants to use them. Like, like, like if I look at styrofoam cups right now, I'm like, those things are so dated. Like, I would walk past them and go anywhere to not, I wouldn't want to drink out of one of those things. And you especially see those white, thick, stupid, like they have their, there's a few that are, you know, but, but they're the worst, right? You know, you know right away, like, like no matter what you do, it's going to be bad. Um, but then if you make a mushroom recycled cup, which is totally doable, yeah. it's going to happen. And then you plant it and more mushrooms grow and you're just like, dude, it's like, so there's so much cool things coming around the corner, which are when people get, over this fucking idea of uh, one use and, you know, 100 years of fucking breakdown compared to, like, one use. And it actually in <laughs> helps to improve the soil, which I think is the cool part about m how mushrooms unlock stuff. Um, you know, the... Anyway, I'm just... I'm preaching now. But uh, do you... Are you working with any... Because I know Colorado, I think, is the... the uh, I would say the leader of the sort of pack right now, but... Soon, I mean, Oregon is way better when it comes to like actually going out and picking mushrooms yourself in your fucking front yard. So it's hard to compete with a place like that. It's almost a California versus Colorado thing because Cali, you know, has the hist has a little more history when it comes to that. Um, but when it comes to mushrooms, at least we, you know, I think in it's all about in it doesn't really matter about natural as much as figuring out how to use it in, in industrially, which. Is around the corner. Um, are you uh, working with anybody on like uh, any of those kind of projects, or is it kind of like sustainable packaging? Yeah, things like that. Because I think that's the most no. unique. No, I would invest in that right now. Yeah, I feel. I feel <laughs> like that's. Well, I feel like that's one of the things. There's going to be a lot of uh, because every you know, there's going to be a lot of like uh, byproducts coming out of this industry because people are going to go in with one intention. 
and get side swiped when they realize like, wait, you mean we don't have to do anything? People buy that like that? Oh shit, we'll do that. Cause that's way easier than going to the next level or, you know, or, or even deeper, you know, what, um, so is November your date on this, on this PDF and book comes coming out in the, the actual one or. Yeah. Yeah. We just launched pre-sales on yesterday and then on November 3rd, we're planning to bring some good energy in and that's when we're going to, all the books will be shipped out and everybody will get their code and everything. What's the website? Hempcanchangetheworld.com. Nice. Hempcanchangetheworld.com. I'm ready to do voiceovers for you anytime we need it. Thank you so much. Sounds so good. Um, no, that's cool because uh, it's, you know, I think right now people are, again, learning. Like early on the show, we had Chris Hubbard. He's going to be doing classes uh, for people who want to learn how to do glass blowing. And I think cooking right now, there's more people cooking than ever that have never cooked before. I love cooking myself. So I kind of like, you know, I'm not, but I am doing more recipes because I got more time to do them. But like, I think that's the, the key is getting people just out of their, you know, comfort zone. And uh, try something new because we all get we all get stuck in our little you know rut where you, you make your own like five things. Yeah. Dave only eats bagels. I mean, there's an example right there. Like <laughs> everything he eats is on a bagel, so that's sad. It's sad, but it's true. No, it's a hundred percent true. By the way, just in case I you make bread. Doubt any of that. <laughs> you can't throw any away. You know that. It's like come on. It's against your religion, literally. So you can't throw all that my shit neighbors away. neighbors know that I make bagels. They all get stuff. I make. I freeze them. I give them away. So nice. Yeah. Everyone loves a bagel fairy. I, I yes, I am the He's bagel been fairy. That, that is my new Halloween <laughs> costume. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. Right. You might as well do like a reverse. Do like a, a reverse. Um, you know, thing and, and go to the house and drop off bagels, and then you'll be known as the, the people like, What? I was about to give you candy. You'll be like, No candy for me because I only eat bagels. Bagels are all safe. The bicycle riders that come by, I'll put bagels out in a bat box for them and say, Cyclists eat bagels too, or and bag- see if I can get bagels can save eat their carbs. Bagels can uh, save the world, right there. Bagels save the world. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can start your own whole thing off of that. It'd be great. But but uh, Rosin Dogs just stole that website from me. I just tried to get bagelscansavetheworld.com and he already has it. Son of a bitch. Rosin Dogs is on it. He's for the win tonight. He's on He's on fire. Rosin Dogs on fire. Because he wants his glasses that are promised and you, you dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah, you... It's all your fault, Dave. <laughs> we blamed you, Dave, by the way. What did I do? Something. His, gla- I, his glasses? Yeah. I even left the fucking house. What the fuck? You're, so, <laughs> you're supposed to Uber it over to your house, right? And pay for the Uber. Yeah, Uber. Yeah, fuck just, that. To germ, juber, a pair of glasses juber, on the front. Put a, pair of, put a pair of glasses on the front seat of the Uber and drive it over to your house and pay it's the entire Uber cost for Rosin Dog. He deserves it. Yeah, he does. He deserves what would shit. be the rosin dogs? What would be the Uber fee if I had Uber Eats send you bagels from from Boulder, <laughs> where you are? It'd be like six hundred bucks or something like that. The driver will have eaten them all by the time they got to you. So worth it. Yeah, yeah. You need a camera built. Maybe it would be better if I just FedExed them to him. You could do that. You could do that at the same yeah. time. You can do the glasses at the same time, like you haven't done. So right. I'm so rosin dogs. I'm so sorry I haven't sent your glasses. When I get them from Adam, I will send them to you. Is there <laughs> is there any kind of discount codes? Dave Dave was just about to ask because that's his 
last thing he loves to ask for our <laughs> listeners to get any kind of like secret sort of secret code anywhere. Can we make well, one? Well, maybe Shadi didn't know we do a sort of we we call it the done deal. Okay. And you know, it works at restaurants and lighting companies and nutrient companies and an Love occasional it. dispensary. Done. And, uh, all right, there we done, go. Deal. done deal, done deal. Nice. Done. Done. Okay, okay, cool. We'll make that Sweet. The, so official done deal. Um, and we already got the web. Did you get it yet or no? Did yeah. You, did you get the hemp can change the world? Yeah. I, I don't look. I, it, things go so fast. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so the link's up. So you guys can check in the chat for the link. And uh, cool. Well, I think. Uh, we still well, she should stick around. Some of the companies are we here gotta, in Colorado, and if you're from Colorado, yeah, you can hang you can around. We're just going to do shout-outs now for all of our other done deals. See, these are these, the these are the guaranteed done deals you can get, and uh, there's a bunch. So you, you can you can drop out whenever you want. Don't worry, you, you don't. Uh, want yes. Thank you so much. Or just freeze and pretend like you're frozen, and then turn it off, and then you'll be fine. It'll look. Well, it, no one will. No one will know the work. difference. We'll just be like, I oh, she I must. That's the Cartman. That's the Cartman deal. Right Thank now. you. That's literally the Cartman. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Good night. Thank you for sure. Oh, there she goes. Oh, you almost did it. It was perfect, right? There. Oh, you could have just froze. you could have just done it, and that was the perfect freeze <laughs> moment. You had it. It was halfway there. <laughs> Peace out. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, sweet. And I need that book. I I don't know. I I I am really you know. Where I'm about to the point where I'll I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try it. Let, sign me up. Where do I where do I go for uh for some uh mushroom mind enhancement? After today you'll have uh mushroom mind enhancement and you'll learn how to blow glass. You you're so set. Uh, that's you'll it. never yeah. have to leave your house again. Gotta get some torch and I discount know about on a some new colors. style of music. And now you know about a new style of music that you can actually go and listen to the history of. And, or you can come trim weed with me and, and, and MPI, and yeah. I'll just play it all and tell you every song. That's pretty much what I do. I just got some N95 masks from Costco. So Wow. I have my, hey, the spot is bigger than six feet, too, so Ooh, it'll be yeah, good. We, you, we I can put you right in the corner. Yeah. No, I'll have to go outside. There's no inside. Oh, my God. Outside. There's no outside trimming, dude. Outside. Come on. Some things then, just then give me six months. That. Maybe they'll put me in the first groups as long as I don't grow fucking testicles from my forehead. That you already, that's already happening from your chin, I think, is actually, though. It's not quite from your forehead. It's more like testicles yeah, from the uh, chin. No, <laughs> that's cliche. That's oh, like Mark and, and Noisy Cricket. That's not cliche. That's that thing growing yeah. up. Like in, that's yeah. a, bush, a bush on your face. Anyway, yeah, yeah, speaking yeah. of which, growing. Grow, did I say growing? I think I heard the word growing. Mm-hmm. Oh, growing. Need, if you're growing and you need to get the done deal at the new millennium nutrients.com and you get, get set up and r- rocking and rolling and put out some fireweed and get paid. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's about. And if you want to get it uh, properly, yeah, you just go to the website. You can go to the calculator, check out what, what your you know, space and all the little details, size of your container, et cetera, et cetera. Bam. It'll tell you what you need. Don't get all too complicated. Just don't, don't, don't show them too much. Otherwise, it'll be, didn't do what you said, man. You said too much. I don't know what I'm saying. I just know that it'll figure it out. It figures it out, which is important because that's what this whole game's about. Go to them, check their website, go get a pet pack from them. Say, hey, I need something. Be one of the 20 guys that are 
getting fucking people pissed off because they're, they're coming to me. So come to us and say, hey, <laughs> I want one of those damn pet packs, and we'll make sure we'll get in touch with pet these guys pack. and make it happen. We'll make it happen. There you go. NewMillenniumNutrients.com. Yeah. Great shit there. Got to get well, Jaron on the show. Great get, shit. We should get Jaron on the show soon because he's been doing his own podcast. So we don't want him to get out of control. <laughs> we have to bring him, bring him back to earth. Get him on here. Disaster. Yep. Sure. What do you mean? Now he's 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 got his pod feet. I know. Ready to go. Yeah, he knows gonna, how to work on the air. Yeah, we're gonna show. We're gonna bring him He's back. a professional. I know. That's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna show him how to stay down low in the in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, don't, don't rise high, my friend. Stay down set here with us. Set the bar in the middle. That's right. No, set the bar as low as possible, bro. That's that's the key. All right. But if you don't want to set the bar as low, as, if you just want to lounge on the couch like Dave, mm, set the you bar. You want yummies. Yeah. You just that's it. Gummies and yummies. This is everything, though. Mm. This is not just gummies and yummies. This is gummies, yummies. Chocolates and CBD products and dabs, uh, uh, pens, uh, mints, tablets. They have the full line of products. I am, I, listen, I, it, I eat it. So it's like, I was like Mikey from, I didn't, I didn't want to have anybody's edibles. But uh, when I tried Incredibles, I became a fan right away. And, any company that puts Stephen Chang's face up deserves <laughs> you to go. It's the opposite deserves. of this show. See, once again, the opposite of this show. We have Dave's face, which doesn't get enough. That is the opposite, right? Yeah, it does the opposite. That just, oh, uh, yeah. that does not. It sells plenty of weed in Boulder. Um, yeah. But buy Incredibles. Listen, they're a great company. They're totally consistent. I, I oh, the, but not. they don't sell. I, yeah, I just got the message. They do not ship to California. That's a huge. Oh, True Pura? Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. So my friend, really? my friend Tim tried. He was bummed. Tried to use Look at that. Somebody's going to be smuggling True Pura True to California. Pura. It's, it's like Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> it's going to be David, it's gonna be David Chang's going to be loading up trucks worth. <laughs> no, darn Rick and Bob like the Smokey and the Bandit, the guys that hired the Bandit to go take the course. Yeah. They look the two of them, you know, send, it, uh, send True Pura to California. Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, if you're in California, I guess you can't order True Pure. We just found that out the hard way. Sorry. Hey. hey, that's how we do around here the hard way. But they have new brands right now, right? Clear Creek Extracts. And I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Keek, Q U I Q. How do you pronounce that, MMTI? Queef. I don't know. I, I, I've never heard This is my first time hearing of all this stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They have, they have a lot of new brands coming out right now. So we'll, we'll give you... Dundeal works right now with True Pura, but maybe it'll work with oh, some of their other brands. Queek. Queek. Yeah. Queek. Queek. But if you're, in, if you're in Colorado Springs, you can head to Green Farms Med and you can use the Dundeal to get Incredibles at Green Farms Med. If you have a medical card, Ooh, if you do, don't wow. give Dr. Mark a call, he'll get you hooked up and if you qualify. And... Uh, Go to Green Farms Med yeah. and say you want the done deal. Boom. And I'm telling you right now, I'm smoking it. I don't know. It, they call it Juicy G, but holy shit, it smells like mm. juicy fruit, you know, and bubble gum. It is yeah. fire flower, fire flower. And I bought it over a week ago, and it's still rocking its terps. So it, they, his they, listen to him. He's like a sing. He's, he's like very sing. hip now. He's very hip. You're, right? a hip. You're a hip cat, bro. Well, I told you, I, I uh, young terps reach back out. So uh, he might come on the show next week. Uh, although that they usually like to say, uh, "Hey, I'm reach back what, out," and then what, they don't come about, on. Okay, but, well, if he comes on, we need Mike Denver on. Same time. When's Mike coming on? No Mike? problem. 
He's on the show. He should come next week. But go to Green Farms. He's going to smoke all that um, weed. He's going to smoke all that weed and tell us about it. Oh, dude, it was really good. They're like, oh. I mean, the longer we wait, the better, because it's kind of like now it's, you know, it's curing a little proper. But come on now. Come on the well, show. Well, he, he was in the chat room earlier. I know. So but, I'm uh, saying to him right now. I don't know. I'm saying, hey, come on the show next week. Bring that. But if you have the need for having a, a, and then I'll get the, and then a, I'll have a show. I'll even, then I'll even have a show. I'll be like, boom, loud seas, make him happy, perfect. Come that's on, a show. Come on, Mike, bring it. And maybe Dave will come in, right, Dave? No. Fuck. No, not yet, man. What? You, I, are you? I really? You think I'm that kind of guy? I put in this fucking long from March to October. And and I'm and, and that's it when it's in when when maybe the end is near, and we can see the the finish line. No 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 no, I'll stick it out a little longer. I'll stick it out a little longer. But hey, if you're in Colorado Springs, you got to go to Green Farms Med. It's awesome. They have a product there. I really have to suggest to anybody who's going through any type of treatment, serious medicinal problems. It's called Activated Solventless Oil ASO, mm-hmm. and they make it out asshole, of rosin. Asshole. And it, it's asshole. their equivalent asshole. of asshole. <laughs> we all. <laughs> you must rub asshole. Rick Simpson all oil. Of, rub the asshole all over you. Where? <laughs> rub the asshole. I don't know if this is good. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't think you should go there. <laughs> and their tincture is fire, and so you put the two of them together, and hopefully it'll help what's ailing you. My tincture is fucking amazing. Yeah. Go it straight to the top. Else. Go straight to the top and do four droppers of the twenty five hundred, just, just as a suggestion. And then just exactly go the reason and go why Adam is and, not written on and, the suggested dosage. And go ninety night, <laughs> and that's it. And then wake up like a day and a half later, probably. But you'll feel really tired. No, you feel good. <laughs> no, you'll feel good. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, you're telling us. But they have a ton of a ton of different edibles companies. Oh, you there. will hallucinate oh, everything I've and seen. Along the way, you'll hallucinate. I forgot that part. Oh, nice. So if you're into that, right? If you're into the like, oh my god, and then like hallucinate, wake up. It's kind of like iboga or something. No, it's not. <laughs> Jeez, that wow. But no, it is very strong. The thing is, it's got all edibles kind of do that little thing where they trick you. Mm-hmm. It's a trick. And when they work, they're like, God damn it. Yep. Yeah. We're going to find out on the 5280 show, aren't we? That's what... yep. On the 5280 show. Say it, 5280 show. It's coming. 5280 what, what show. Be the perfect dot date? Com. What would be the perfect date to force it to happen? May no. 28th. That's too far away, dude. It has to be like... 528. Should it be a Christmas special? Should that be the Christmas deal? Or what, 528. Years? Yeah. Fuck. 5280 oh, May 28th. Oh, fuck. I get it. I know. I get it. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I like that. All right, 5280 day. Let's do it. All right. And that All way right. we have lots of time <laughs> to just talk about it and make it milk a show for days. Nice. I'll wear a ruin, scuba suit. <laughs> we can ruin all the fucking uh, ads. That's that's cool. Sweet. That's cool. Nice. But they're no-till, organically grown flour at Green Farms, and I believe they don't they work with the people that build the soil for their products. Yeah, ninety percent of their shit comes yeah. out of build the soil that they're working with. If they do, I guess what they need to buy and put in because all the soil is about I don't know five years old now, four years old or something. And uh, but they're added to it, and of course, if they're inside of Colorado or New Mexico, they can get that shit delivered for free. Free delivery for over five hundred dollar order. Oh yeah. Get all your amendments dropped off at your door for free. How good is that? Um, but yeah. Well, it's sort of like a double done deal, right? They get free delivery and the done deal, oh even God. though they were going to get one anyway. No, that is a double done deal, I guess. It's great people that build a soil. Well, I, in fact, I, I'm thinking that uh, 
we have to tell Jeremy about uh, Shadi's book because he has a whole line of mushrooms there, and uh, it just seems that it would be a good little. Uh, they do their little collab, like you and Jim Loud did your collab. But I had to build soil.com, go to their Instagram. Jim oh, Loud. James, sorry. Jim Loud is a total sorry. douchebag. You don't want to work with that guy. <laughs> Jim Loud, bruh. Bring it. No, I don't know who Jim Loud is. I'm just thinking. <laughs> but his name is James. So get it. James Loud. Get your louds right. And go to their Instagram page. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Great people there. But if you drink coffee, and I have to say, Rosin Dogs, thank you very much. I don't know if you did them all, but we I spoke to Justin today, and apparently we they've been... It. We crushed uh, it. We, um, we did it. Last it. month, we saved you saved us. Rosin Dogs, you saved us. A Adam and I and Mark's family get to drink coffee right now. Thousand so percent, a thousand percent it. increase in sales, right? Oh, yeah. There was a thousand percent increase uh, in sales. How's that? I Yeah, yeah. It was. You're absolutely right. Technically, it was a thousand so, percent. A thousand percent. So uh, head over to ozocoffee.com, enter done deal at checkout, and they're going to give you 20% off your order. And as Adam likes to say, it's like getting a free pound when you buy five. So, oh, yeah. uh, and you go through it, you don't realize it. And then one day you're like, holy shit, did I really go through that? And it's like, yeah, it wasn't that long either. Especially if, once people have good coffee and they realize, like, fuck. And, and I realized something. pretty good. I'll take we, a couple of those. We shouldn't just be saying to go buy their coffee. You got to head to their website. And on their website, they sell a whole bunch of coffee brewing products because well, I did hear somebody said they actually brewed one and it wasn't their best. So well, I'm going to have to go with maybe it was operator error. Why don't we, and, why don't we, um, why don't we get them on the show? Like I was saying, now that we're in their good graces for the moment, for the short moment <laughs> while we actually made a few sales. And then next month when no one buys it because they're all slipping. Hey. I hope I mean, hope not. not they not. will. Everyone drinks well, coffee. Is, well, the thing like is, you're just gonna buy it once. I know, but that's the thing is, all the all the really like core people that are like, well, I'll try that shit. They've done it, and they're gonna have it for like at least a month, probably. I might last with like a bunch of people in the house about a month, and I'm gone through it all. Right you now. never. I don't think so. I, it depends on how much coffee you drink, right? That's like saying how much weed do you smoke. Yeah. I smoke what I smoke. You smoke what you smoke. How long's your five? And how long's you, your five pounds last? Well, how long did my five pounds last? Mm -hmm. Five pounds of what? Coffee. I, don't, I think five pounds would last me a year. No, five, five pounds would last me a couple months. Boom. Anyway, I'm just saying, yeah. our, our front end awesome team, the A team, they've already got their coffee. Now it's yeah. the B team that's coming. Now we're relying on the B team. So we better get them on the show, hype everybody up on the coffee. All right. The B team will become the new A team. They'll be like, yeah, that's like, oh man, that's how they do it. Boom. Because I'm a, uh, uh, you know, I have a fucking three thousand dollar coffee machine, so I'm all sick. Die. You should, I, you know, that is not what you need. I use the little ceramic, mm -hmm. um, number two filter mm -hmm. to put the the filter on the little ceramic thing. Uh, water thirty seconds off a boil. Uh, you figure out what I have a burr grinder that I got from Costco. It works fantastic. You figure out what grind works best for that bean, and uh, I take a full three minutes to brew a cup, and that's what I get. It is, it is beautiful every time. It is some of the best coffee I've it's ever about had. A, it's about a minute more than things I've other things I've heard about you. So <laughs> 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 come on. Rimshot, simple crash, <laughs> nugget, something. Mark, come on, get on it. Get but if you're drinking coffee and you happen to wake Might up in Barcelona, then head to Treasure. Our friends over at Treasure. Oh, yeah. They'll give you the guys free admittance. I know, but they're next oh, up. Oh, look, Rosin Dog stumped. We got Rosin Dog stumped. He doesn't know what 5280 is. He's all freaking out. It's that? an edibles contest, Rosendahl. No, We're going to get really fucking high. Don't even tell him that part. 
Does he even okay. know what the fuck? It's not edibles. It's coffee. Yeah, don't tell It's me. a mile-high coffee contest. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Got, oh, and Press rewind. We have them hostage, right? The glasses are a hostage now. Got to make more, more jokes about Dave. You're slipping. There's not enough. Uh, all right. We have Treasure Barcelona. That's it. We already we did that. We did them earlier too because we knew. But if so, if you after you come back from from uh, Barcelona, if you're in Denver, Pueblo, or Colorado Springs, head oh, to Apothecary shit. Extracts, ask for the done deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna get a gram of their um, their Ambrosia and an infused joint for twenty five bucks. Mark's there every couple of days. That's and right. Nobody can speak. A couple of hours. Know, I think higher. Yeah. He doesn't spend a couple hours there. No, he keeps. What's going. the new flavors on the shelf, Mark? New flavors on the shelf. Uh, the last time I went, they're all pretty bought out, but they're getting a new uh, 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 thing on the on the line. But uh, Huckleberry Cookies is something that we've got. Uh, the bana- the Blackberry Banana Kush, yeah, is always good. Uh, they have the Orange AK, uh, and then they have a lot of staples like Sour Diesel and uh, Gorilla Glue. And, well, the beauty of it is, is that pretty much almost every dispensary carries their products they use you know if you have a grow you're going to use them to process your your concentrate so you'll have your strains grown uh, processed by them on your shelves great company great people 25 bucks one gram of uh, ambrosia and an infused joint just got to mention the done deal how sweet is that yeah, and then extract craft, right? If you wanted to actually make your own yeah, you got tinctures your, and and, uh, and you got fucking tons of hemp, or you got tons of cannabis, or you got tons of lavender, lavender oil, or you got tons of whatever, you can take this uh, extract craft tabletop uh, extractor. If you only have like an ounce or something like that, you just get the small model, the source. It's like four hundred, five hundred bucks cheap. And uh, but if you want to go. A little bit bigger, which is actually it's a good size. It's like it's big enough, but it's not too big, so you don't have to go like you have to grow a shitload. You just have to have a pound of pounds worth of material, and you uh, soak that, and then run it through this extractor. It takes about three hours. Eto Pro. The Eto Pro. Push one button. It's fucking yeah. simple. Look at that thing. Bam. What, that was for, your biggest complaint, right? Not M- enough MTI buttons. Saw it, buttons. That's bigger than I thought. So it is. A, yeah. It's substantial. It's not like tiny little thing. It's big enough. So uh, you can totally size it up by that jar. This is one of the big. Uh, big giant jars. Big yeah, the giant. court the court jars, right? Is that what those are? Something like that. Something like that. Something yeah, like court. that. Court. Yeah, a liter. A no, court. Yeah, like a liter. Maybe. Two pints. Yeah, it's close to a liter. He's he's looking at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) Leader, the fuck is that? Get out of here, you communist! I like a leader of cola. Communist bastard. (laughs) Do we serve leader of cola? What's that? It's you don't watch Super Troopers. I can't do movie lines. You don't know any of that shit. Leader of Cola, Farva. Yeah. We, we, okay. We, we anyway, Whatever. extract craft, yes. but you have to have it out something to put in your ex, your your extractor. And if you need to it to extract. work, you're gonna use yeah, four, to extract. You can use four two o extractor. Oh. Four two o. It has to be an o. If you try a zero, you're not gonna find them. If you find a zero, you're gonna go on forever because there's like four zillion four twenty <laughs> things. Where are they? Yeah. This is not them. So you go to 420 Extractor. You can pick up hand sanitizer from them right now. You can Mystic, pick up jugs. Mystic Mountain uh, Distillery is who makes this stuff. So they're, they're in the – they make alcohol at this place, but then they realize, like, holy shit, nobody's got anything for extractors. Like, let's tap into that fucking market. And then hand sanitizers came, hand sanitizers came around, and that was about 
pretty much sucked the entire other half of the market. So yeah, they're it's funny. Every time I talk to them, they're always like, "Is that Jonathan? Is he? He's the guy, right? At Mystic Mountain." If you say so. No, I, I was just cleaning up today and I found a business card. Oh, well, Mystic go. Mountain Distillery. Chief Operating Officer, Jonathan. Nice. Look at that. How fortuitous. He did stop in the studio one time. Yes. Uh, yeah. At Veedverks. That's right. Exactly. You've got to ask for the done deal. you got to use it at checkout. You can't expect that they're going to know that you showed up from the show yeah. to buy their products. So you got to make sure to ask for it. Nice, nice, nice. Um, all right. Well, then uh, we have. Yeah, your... but then if you're in Boulder, oh, and you want good cannabis. Yep. You want good rosin. You need a pen. You want edibles. Um, head by Fourteener. It's fourteenerboulder.com. They're on Mapleton between twenty eighth and thirtieth. Um, their meds closed down right now, but they have a full rec side going. They have at least twenty different varietals going right now. You can't get the done deal there right now, but trust me, just going there, you will you'll smoke some fantastic flour grown really well. Um, so go to fourteenerboulder.com. You enter their pre-order. You'll see their whole menu. It's updated every time. If it's open and you see it on the menu, they have it. They're really good at that. It's not like you place your order and then you wind up uh, finding out that uh, it's been sold out. So uh, head to 14erboulder.com, go to 14er in Boulder, great people, and, you know, buy fantastic cannabis. But if you grow your own cannabis, you grow your own vegetables, oh, you have your own garden at home, you're you so go to fishheadfarms.com. You're skydiving. Into skydiving, right? If you, actually, if you have internet while you skydive, you will fit right in. Yeah. If you're into skydiving, go hang out with the owner. Anybody who's into skydiving and wants to try fish it, I will get them a, a date. With Tommy, skydive a date, guarantee. And we do need to do a giveaway from them real soon. So send in your photos, a fish in a diaper, your depiction on how they collect it, get creative. Um, anything, anything with skydiving wins. Yeah, yeah. a skydiving fish in a diaper. Well, there you go. Now the we're parachute. Talking. Come on now. You know, come on. Don't, don't Somebody can away. do that. Rosin dogs, don't. get on the Photoshop, man. Hurry up. Send it to Done Deal. At adamdunshow.com. That's done deal at adamdunshow.com. And, uh, you know, we'll have our interns go through it and we'll pull uh, what we think are the funniest. Or any, <laughs> or any of that show up, pretty much. Come on, guys. Get off your asses. Make this fucking artwork. Make it. But, um, but listen, it's our, it's our second biggest done deal because uh, we figured out that, right, there was a 30% done deal through, uh, through uh, Chris Hubbard right now in getting colors from a glass company. So this one is twenty five percent off. If you're growing, if you're blowing glass and growing weed, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> that's yeah. like fifty five percent off. Crazy, holy shit! So twenty five percent off your order. Really, that's a fantastic deal because it, their five liters is is retailing for five hundred bucks. So twenty five percent off. Mike Denver, do the math for us. Um, Mentioned done deal at checkout. Oh, is Mike Denver doing math for us now? Is that what is I that don't know. What he does? I just saw wow. him. I just saw him post. So he's back on, and he didn't answer your question. Oh, is so he coming, is he coming? Put on him on the week? spot. Is he coming on next week? That's a, that's a question. If he's listening, he says now, I'll take that date. That is that what it says? Yeah. Oh, okay. We got it. Do it next week. So there you go. Done 16th. deal at checkout. Twenty five percent off your order. Um, but if you're growing cannabis, then you need to make sure that your gear is top notch. And you can get it at Seeds Here Now. 
normally James Bean man on the scene is in the chat room. I haven't seen him tonight at all. No, he came but, in uh, earlier. He was I around for a it. second. He gave me some I ridiculously long list that I was like, that's way too long. Dude. I, I could, I might take days here. Let's see. You want to, you want to, you want to buzz through that incredible long list here? What? Yeah, there you go. That's what I said. Oh my God. So, that's, oh like, my. <laughs> that's like five or six swipes. I all know. Right. I was like, "Wow, that's some swipes." Swipe. Okay, everybody, uh, do some dabs now. Time to do dabs because you don't have to do them all. Just do like do the top three of each group or something. I don't know. They grouped. Uh, no. Break them uh, up. Break it up. Okay, I got it. All right. So on sale. These are some deals. Just some. birthday cake femmes, six plus per forty-five a piece, seven fifty each. These are clean assorted of six plus seeds per vial. Uh, six plus. See. That means you get random six sevens. plus. Oh. Wow. Uh, okay, I don't know. That's what it says. Okay. Uh, onward. <laughs> onward uh, and upward. <laughs> then uh, side piece, Thin Mint cookies uh, across the BB. I like Thin Mints a lot. I don't know. There's a lot of... What, the real ones I'm sure you're talking about right now? Uh, yeah. Uh, of course you are. The real cookie. Back to cookies, uh, yeah. twins, meat pie, birthday funk, Scott, socks. <laughs> Where are we at? The deli now or something? What's going on? Town. <laughs> altar bread. Okay, we got some altar bread. Kaiferina. Wow. I've never heard of that. Uh, birthday, let's triangle kush. Are these all up on the site right now? Are we looking at these things? But not yeah. Really I, don't know. I think that might be the same. I don't know. I'm sure they are. Well, just go to the website. Go to seedsherenow.com. Check out all the specials. They get shitloads. So many. He got, he got in the weeds. I don't know. Tons was, of six pluses. He was stuck in the weeds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no stuck. pun intended, Adam. Stuck. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but after you get your gear, and after you get your fish shit, and after you get your soil, you're going to need some illumination. And that's Illuminar.com. Oh, shit. Yeah. And if they are the shit. And especially if you're in California right now and uh, you have HIDs on order from someone, you need to press stop on that right now and you need to call Luminar and you need to get some LEDs hooked up because uh, you're going to be obsolete real soon. I, uh, yeah, and I, we, we, I talked to Scott and he apparently, I forgot who it was, but somebody gave him some really good weed. And you remember a couple of weeks ago we had, the, uh, <laughs> we were all waiting on Scott, right? And he never showed up. It was like, yeah. So his classic where he got home and he was like, wait, oh, and then let me just smoke one joint. And he like woke up the next day uh, with the half. It's my chocolate tie situation. With the half finished joint and all. That. And he's like, wow, classic. So he, uh, he'll he be on the show in the near future. I think we'll have him on the last week. I figured we'd just bring him on last week. Since last month, last week didn't work. We give him a month to get it together. To recover. To recover. <laughs> for the from for smoking that particular joint, whatever that was, right, right. Uh, knocked man. No, anyway, but uh, we will have him on the show. Uh, I have an empty room waiting now, so I pretty much took down. I felt like I was taking down 1999 or something in my head. It was like, oh my god, these are all. I had my air cooled room with my fem- with my bedroom, which was all air cooled, and just kind of like finally came down. So I'm like ready for the upgrade, which then I will show everybody that. And uh, should be pretty cool. That'll be the new the new veg room. I think I'm just gonna go veg right now with that. Just kind of keep it. Can't can't completely <coughs> turn it over. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> but you know, if you're in that phase right now, like myself, you gotta check out Illuminar because they have every combination possible, whether it be LEDs, if that's your angle, or if you want to go with uh, HIDs. Hash controllers. And the hash controllers, which there is the uh, one and done feature, which. Uh, 
you know, <laughs> covers all bases. Did you see the, did you see the post today from um, uh, somebody who won a lamp? It arrived and they sent a photo in yeah, of nice. it just arriving. I didn't see that. Tagged everybody. Oh, shit. So uh, that's how you can do. All you got to do is you got to send us an email, a done deal at adamdunshow.com and tell us why you could use a new LED. Um, especially if you're in California and you have an HID running right now and you know that in a few months you're going to have to take that thing down because it's going to be illegal, then give us a call. We'd, we'd, love, we'd love for you to win. But especially if you can put it to good use, tell us about that good use because those are usually ones that win. You know, if you have a good reason, you know, we'll, we'd, we'd love to put a lamp in your hands. So done deal at adamdunshow.com and tell us why you want one. We're giving away one in like what, three weeks, right? Cause there are five Fridays in this month. Yeah. So it'll be three weeks from now. Um, that will be the show where I think we're going to be, Oh, we're going to be somewhere. It's going to be an out of town show, but I'm going to have MTI with me on this out of town show. So it's going to be official secret show. Right around Halloween. That's like the day before Halloween. Oh, you know we need to get is uh, we need to get fucking our buddy on here, Mr. Ron Wallace, and get the update and see what the fuck's going on with the because that shit must be thousands of pounds at this point, right? We haven't talked. Oh about. wow, yeah, Long yeah, time. ten million pounds. I mean, come on, normally we're getting the update like on a, on a weekly. Now we have no idea. Mm-hmm. So we'll check in with Ron. I'm going to give him a heads up. Probably check in with him maybe the week before. So we can get back to them, you know, because it's exciting times in the in the pumpkin world. Once you're gaining more weight, so than, uh, gaining more weight than Dave on a fucking bagel on a bagel binge on COVID on, <laughs> on a COVID bagel, quarantine. On a, Dave on a bagel binge or a pumpkin at full steam. It's about the same, right? So we might might be able to announce that we might have Numb Nuts back on board as a sponsor real soon. They got up in production, and and we just keep playing phone tag. But I have some Numb Nuts here right now, and uh, so listen, think about it like this: this would be a really good contest. Numb Nuts, go chat gang. That's all you got to think about. Send us something that reminds you of Numb Nuts, and uh, we'll figure out a way to get you some. I don't know what that is. It's all but, photos of Dave just coming in. One <laughs> numb nuts right here. Fucking numb nuts. Hey, there's a still shot of him. Numb nuts. But no, they but also it, do nuts. They were killer. They were you awesome. Know, yeah. And they were a victim of their own success, and they had to. They sold out real fast. It was like all of a sudden you couldn't get it. It's like, what? No. Yeah. That's the problem with, with, with doing your sponsorship through the show is that you become so successful and you just you, you have to close shop. Yeah. That's what happens to everybody. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. They just close shop. And it's because done. of their success. Nothing else. Yep. It's always. Yeah. Um, so next week, I hope we'll have Mike Denver and fucking... Uh, yeah, so anybody out there in the in the chat world who listens to the show, so I've had this interesting exchange back and forth with the young Terps. We're going oh, to stand next to each other against the wall. And we're gonna he he comes other. alive, he and he says he wants to do the show, and then we don't hear from him for four months. And then he comes alive again, and he says he wants to do the show. So if you're connected with him, tell him we're good people. He should come on the show next Friday and have some fun I with us. I don't even here. know who he's talking about, do we? Young Terps. The guy. Oh, the young, young Terps, Terps guy. Sorry, speaks oh, Terpenese. The Terpenese guy, of course. Well, that's because you don't speak yeah. Terpenese, bro. Bra, bro, bro. Mark, bro, can you, bro. I'm going to put you in touch with him then. Terps, you speak Japanese with him? Terps, bra, bro. Okay. You're good. You got it. You got it. All right. Yeah, you're you're like old old world Japanese. And I feel bad. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the name of the dispensary last week um, in Eugene that I really enjoyed. It's Flower of Life in Eugene. Morgan's the owner. They're oh, great good. people there. So if you're in Eugene, head over there, and uh, I, I guarantee you, you you will be very impressed with what they got going. And uh, Really shout out to Jared at Sugar Top Buttery. 
I really appreciate you, man. Uh, you, you showed us a way to brand joints back in the day. So I hope you're still around and kicking ass. That's what I got. Yeah, I think uh, if we can get Mike Denver, I'll get James Loud on, and uh, we'll cover two bases. Bam, we'll have it all. Sounds good. Yeah. And then and uh, please, you gotta you gotta go to Chris Hubbard's site, yeah, Google check, Hubbard check Glass. All, check, yeah, check the chat gang and check all the links and go to these places. Go. It's yeah, eight bucks, you have, man. You have nothing better to do. Exactly. No, eight bucks. You spend eight bucks on fucking uh, worthless shit. This yeah. is something you're going to spend eight bucks on that'll actually be really so like enjoyable. South Park moved from something. Hulu, so there's no reason to have Hulu anymore. So you might as well just get rid of that because there's really nothing else. <laughs> it's all, the rest of it's all crap. So if you're going to like save the money, Hulu money, you take the Hulu money and you fucking uh, flip it over there. Boom. You got, you're learning how to blow glass. But you can watch everything for free on SouthParkStudios.com. Anyways, oh, you, I know. you don't even need any of this. I know, but it was a time when that was the only like right. outlet and they were being all difficult about it. Uh, well, South Park started. Well, not COVID, with you because so you're like a little hacker. You like you hacked your way. You, you'd get South Park regardless, no matter how hard it was. <laughs> yeah, man. You'd. I'd they don't care. Need it. They don't care anyway. But I'm sure you can figure out some stupid thing you're paying. Just go to your phone. Like, oh my god, go to this. If you go to the subscription thing in your iPhone, it's like scary sometimes. You're like, oh my god. I, there's actually an app you can get right now I that know. you can run. You link that'll tell you how much shit you're worthless shit you're paying for that you shouldn't be paying for. Exactly. So get. So get fucking eight bucks out. Go to Chris Hubbard's website. Go to his Patreon account that we put the link to and fucking start learning. Even if you're just laying on the couch eating fucking bagels and fucking... Oh, shit. We forgot to find out if he has got a way for us to enter done deal. For Chris? You know, um, yeah. You, you After the show... Dave's number one and only mission, so if he fails, everybody, it's all his fault, <laughs> is to get in touch with Chris and tell him to get, uh, apply the done deal, please. And then... Uh, How are I going to make mushroom bagels, too? I think that'll be interesting. Hemp bagels. It's just like if you're an OnlyFan for some skank. It's even less than right. that. It's, it's, it's even less than that. It's less than a skank. Less than a skank. Less than a skank. Mark knows how much skanks cost, yeah, and he's saying it's less and than a skank. Male or female skanks. There's, there's both. So. And shout out to Rosin Dogs again. You made it interesting that David Koresh, that Adam looks like David Koresh. Uh, <laughs> I have a cult. Is, I have a cult. Uh, you do a split screen. You have to do a split screen, Mark, and get yeah. David Koresh up against because that was fucking hilarious. Okay, I like that. It's so yeah, funny. I like that. I'm in the phase. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the like, I would cut it all off, but maybe I'll let it go, but maybe I'll cut it all off, but maybe I'll let it go. <laughs> There it is, Patreon. Uh, I just got to wait till everyone catches up, and then I'll see. Now I'm almost up to Mark. I'll be like, next week I'll be Mark worthy almost. Maybe two more weeks. Two more weeks I'll be Mark worthy. And then I'll have to. No, he's going to come in like Homer Simpson next week. It's going to be the full fucking terrorist beard again. You watch. It's coming. It's coming. coming. Uh, Yeah, what are you going to do this year? You might have to actually go buy the terrorist beard. At the Halloween store. Yeah, because you know, it might not be long you, enough you, know, you know I'm going as a terrorist because that's such a popular costume to have these days. It goes over real well. Right. Yeah. Hot. Well, you never know. I would not mean to say what I think it looks like. But uh, that's another show. I'll go on the Son of a Bitch and Bastard show. How's that show going, Mark? Oh, yeah. Well, since we, did, since we went straight into it. 
I, I wore my uh, Gringo Loco shirt last week. Did you? Yeah. Did that go over well? Did that go over well? Uh, yeah, it went well. Did it, it shine well. a lot? Was it, like, I, it was so shiny. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. shout out to Gringo Loco. Gave me a bunch of shirts. And then yeah. when we were hanging out, I was like, oh, yeah. None of them in my size, well, but that's like, okay. I mean, I have a hard time with because it was polyester, first of all. And it was white. I don't wear white very often. Yeah. So I, and, it, and so I gave it to him. And yeah. I was like, oh, that is perfect for your show. Yep. And of course, he killed it, right? You killed it? I killed it. Yeah. They yeah. were like, damn. Yeah. Kill like, it. They were like Miami, huh? Mm-hmm. And now I got this shirt. Yeah. People are gonna think you like been there at one point. They're gonna be like, "Wow, how was Miami?" You're like, "Never been there." Never been. All my shirts say Miami. Aren't Never right? been. <laughs> Random Miami references on every shirt I have. Yep. Crazy. Well. And lest anybody think I, I looked it up, uh, um, the meteor is called Apophis, and it's April thirteenth, twenty twenty nine. It's gonna come only nineteen thousand miles from Earth. Hmm. We'll get you a little splash from yeah. that one. A little, yeah, we should feel that a little bit. Yeah, a couple. Things. I looked that one up. Shout out to Rasta Rob. Shout out to the guys at Area 420. Oh yeah, we're definitely going down there soon too because we need to update everybody. Yeah. And visit those hot springs down there, of course. No. Yes. You visit the Come hot on, springs, Dave. No. We'll give you your own pool. No, I'll I need a scuba suit off. with a fucking rebreather. I'll have it roped off. No. Come on, Dave. Nope. All right. Well, nope. MTI will. It's okay. Thank you, Mark, for everything. <laughs> he'll he'll he'll, yeah. he'll brave it. He'll brave the hot springs. Yeah. Where are we doing? Where are we, where's the hot springs at? I already did hot springs this summer. Moffat. What do you do? It's like one time deal. Come on. We're going. Yeah, I'm done. Tried it once. Oh, he's done. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. He checked it off. I did that Check already. I did that already. It. Forget Bug about drop. it. I'll never do that again. No. No. Yeah. Just saying, I'm down to do it. Where are we going? All down right. to do it. Perfect. So, uh, we'll talk. And I want to make some of those. I want to do the hemp flour in uh, bagels. Do it. We got to get me some of that. I need hemp flour for my cigarette smoking friend. He's going to die I mean, of lung they, cancer. They, I mean, it's no different flour. It's pretty much like the thing is, it comes out a lot like the protein powder that you get if you go get the hemp oh, protein powder. I gotcha. So it's kind of like gungo. Like, like cooking flour, not smoking flour. Oh, what are you talking about? I don't, dude, never mind. <sighs> Wrong show, this bro. Is this is all about it's a food episode. We were talking about food. I guess so. Yeah, I was talking to a cook. I was talking about a cookbook. So I wasn't. <sighs> anyway, I knew I knew it was way over, way over his head. It's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week. See you guys. Uh, shout out, shout out. Oh, also, shout out to the chat gang. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who are here somewhere. Oh, no, they're getting pizza right now. Ooh, great. I want pizza. Carton yeah, oh, great. Good pizza. Carton driver. Uh, Carton driver. They're really good. Very. It's like as, it's as hipster as my beard right now. <laughs> that's that hipster. It's pretty much. Cheesy? Yes. <laughs> I don't have Jesus the. Well, I don't have the. I don't have the. Uh, I, I. I. Like the. Then it'd be if it was mustaches, oh, but the, yeah. I could feel. But then that would be. Right. That's the wrong. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. See you next week. Peace out. Peace. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. 
Some call it marijuana, some call it sense media, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it...